Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. The Jericho Network on Westwood One. There's only a couple guys in the whole world that make me love pro wrestling, and you're one of them. You know all the bad shit you've heard about us? It's all true. But another thing that's true is we love professional wrestling, and that's why we're here. I'm not sports entertainment anymore. Talk to him, kid. This is a new beginning, and it starts tonight. A new day is dawning for DX. Well, who you talking to? What's up? This is X-Pac12360 on AfterBuzz TV. Thank you so much for coming to hang out with us. My name is Christy Olson. We have a big show in store for you today. We are going to have an in-studio guest joining us. It's going to be a lot of fun. And Jimbo is here. He's on the couch. Say hello. Hi. How are you today? I love your curls. I hate them, but thank you anyway. Mark, in the booth, how you doing? What it do, everybody? Happy Wednesday. (laughs) That was kind of rude of me to cut you off like that. Sorry. I just, it's the whole hair thing. And we are going to have the one and only Rocky Romero joining us later for our interview segment. I'm here, too. And (laughs) I'm getting there. Oh. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. (laughs) Because you want the big introduction, right? Oh, I just thought you... You you want it? You want me to I say? Let's see. WWE legend, a member of the Click NWO and Degeneration X, and host of X Pac One Two Three Sixty, Sean Waltman. Yeah, all right. There it is. <laughs> How you doing? I, great. I just thought you. I don't know. I thought you forgot might, about uh, you. Forgot Never. my introduction when you went right to the Rocky. No, because I forgot to say Rocky when I was pumping it up at the beginning, so I had to throw him in. Because everybody's (laughs) excited to hear from him. Yes, I'm excited for Rocky to come in. Uh, I've known Rocky forever, you know, and uh, I'm not going to talk. I'll save it for for when he comes in, but um, he's done a lot, Mm -hmm. a lot of things. And, uh, you know, we'll talk about um, when he used to run the New Japan Dojo here in in Santa Monica, too. Mm -hmm. So, um, anyways... Uh, we'll we'll talk to Rocky in a little bit. Yeah, really looking forward to that. How you guys doing? Good, man. Awesome. You look very good. I know. Uh, <laughs> actually, for me, I look <laughs> for me. <laughs> that just that's really not my nature to say things like that. What I know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm trying to be it. better about you know um, talking myself up instead of self deprecating and ah. you know shit like that. But, well, that, yeah, good whatever. start. <laughs> what? What did I do? Nothing. Why are you looking at me like that? No. <laughs> I'm trying not to go into one of my cheesy hosty segues. Don't worry. I'm letting you I'm letting it roll. They're not cheesy. <laughs> they're not cheesy? No. I think And cheesy. your curls are just fine. Uh, they're actually very beautiful. Cheese curls. Ah, uh, why yeah. thank you. Yeah. So 
anyways, there's a lot of cool stuff going on. There is a lot of cool stuff going on. You know what? I heard about something today that I was like, I want to make sure I get a ticket for that. Uh, the Click Reunion yeah. at WrestleCon. Oh, this is going down on the Saturday, April 1st. One Night with the Click in Orlando, yeah. Florida. Uh, guess who's going to be there? Um, Do you know? <laughs> Me, Sean Waltman, Sean Michaels, Kevin Nash, and Scott Hall. Yeah, together, you guys, uh, people who buy tickets can get professional photos taken with all of you. There's gonna be a 90 minute QA. Do you know all these details? I, I read them. Did you have to sign? Did you have to agree to all this? Or you're just like, I'm in. Yeah. I think I was the first one that agreed to it all. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, a 30-minute limo ride that fans can join you guys on. That's right. To the NXT show after yeah. it's all said and done. So yes. it's going to be cool. It's going to be fantastic. I just, you know what? Anytime that my friends and I can get together is, is amazing. We only get to do it, uh, for the most part, you know, WrestleMania, maybe SummerSlam sometimes. But... Um, to let everybody in on it is even better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I was telling Christy, this is like some bucket list stuff right yeah. here. If you're a wrestling fan and you're a fan of the click, you need to hop on the top tier and make sure that you get the limo ride, the custom poster autograph, something else you want autographed, the Q&A, everything. The thing is, is you never know who else might show up. Woo! Oh. You just never know. Maybe, you know. Yeah. Maybe I just maybe you're not you can't advertise them, but they, I I don't know maybe I, sh- eh. we'll just leave it at that. Yeah, we'll leave. It at that. We'll just leave it at yeah. that. A hint, hint. No. No hints. Well, no. But, Come uh, on, we're, we're selling these ninety nine hundred ninety nine dollar no, tickets here. No hints. And I was I was. That's ex- I didn't mean to go there. Explaining to Chrissy, people might look at the price and be like, "Oh man, that's really expensive." But if you factor t- in how much it'll cost to take a picture and an autograph with Shawn Michaels, a picture and an autograph with Xbox, picture and an autograph with Nash, a picture and an autograph with Scott, and then a poster to get signed and all this other stuff, it's more than there's, what you're paying There's for. a different level. Uh, there's four tiers. Ru- four yeah. tiers for you know and. Uh, there, you know, obviously the top one is is rather pricey, but there's also you know one that's uh, more attainable for the yeah. a, you know the average person but that's on a budget. I understand that, but save your money and yeah, make absolutely. this something you could cross sure. off your bucket list. It's one happy show. Not, it like, will sell out. There's a limited amount. Oh, yeah. There's like under eight hundred and seventy tickets yes, only available, and they will be gone mm-hmm. really. Quick. They'll be gone real quick. Not only are all your fans there, but just wrestling fans Around all over the, the world, world yes. for WrestleMania that yeah. are going to take the opportunity to have this once-in-a-lifetime chance to hang out with these guys. Who gets to say, yeah, I rode in a limo with the, the click, you know? The thing Jeez. is, is it, all those, just from the people coming in from out of the country, uh, there's enough of those folks yeah. that they'll gobble those tickets up and just like that. So I would suggest Hop on it. I would suggest not not yeah. uh, waiting wait. on this one. For Head sure. over to showclicks dot com s h o w c l i x and get your tickets. Yeah, get your tickets. Will you watch the UK tournament this weekend? Right, everyone's yeah, kind of buzzing about I that. Ooh, yeah, such a good tournament. Yeah, it was. Um, I I was just blown away by. Um, you know, um, my number one draft pick, Tyler Bate. I didn't think he was going to win. I thought Pete Dunne was going to win, but I was hoping Tyler would get, get in the finals with him, you know, and almost pull it off. 
but he actually pulled it off. Yeah. And it was great. And hats off to Pete Dunn. Hats off to everyone in the tournament. Yeah. You know, I love all those guys. They're all fantastic guys. All of them uh, have busted their ass. Joseph Connors, I want to give a special shout-out to him because um, about a year and a half, I want to say, ago, um, uh, somebody hit me up about putting a word in for him, and uh, I just told him, I'm like, hey, man, uh, yeah, I will, but in the meantime, like, tighten up the body a bit, and, man, he did. He went out and he busted his ass. And not got all jacked up and gassed up and fuck, you know, steroids and what. Just got in really good shape. And uh, he did fantastic. And I know so. you love it when people are smart enough to take your advice. I am. And especially, I, I, I really love it when I put a word in for somebody or, uh, or pray somebody. And then they go and uh, knock it out of the park like some of these guys did. Yeah. Yeah. My yeah. favorite thing about this tournament was it gave that real feel again yes. that the Cruiserweight Classic had. So when you knew who you were fighting in the next uh, bracket, like Pete Dunn knew he was facing whoever, he's going to take them out. And he takes them out at the end of the show. And then he sees he's wrestling Tyler Bate, so he's taking out Tyler Bate. Yes. He's like, no, I'm going to take you out so I win this tournament. It gave it that real feel of like, this is a yeah. real competition, and this guy really wants to win. Pete Dunn was my pick. I'm glad he made it to the finals. He has a huge future. No, oh, he'll be All there. I, I, I guarantee you that Pete Dunn will end up being the UK champion at some point. I, I'm, I'm going to predict that he actually takes it from Tyler at some point soon, and then Tyler chases it. I, I think it would be uh, the natural thing to do. So, I like it. Um, this kid is so freaking strong 19 years old yes that's the thing is when i when i uh when i recommended tyler to to william regal that was the whole thing he was like 17 wow you know uh i he was 17 years old and you know i, I was doing the commentary on this match in chikara for the king of trios and he picks this guy up at an airplane spin he's about 250 and he gives the guy a giant swing at the same time as he's airplane spinning the <laughs> guy. Yeah, that's some Cesaro stuff right there. Um, actually, like um, uh, all props to Cesaro, but pound for pound, I think this kid's even stronger. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I really. Hope and he's we get nineteen. To see a match. Yeah. He's Her. not even. He's not even done growing or or you know developing, maturing yet. So. And he seems really sweet. He, he shouted yeah. out his parents in his speech. Yeah. And yeah. Triple H, William Regal, Finn Balor were all there. It was kind of a cool moment. Yeah, and um, and I think he, t you know, he takes care of himself. He doesn't, he doesn't, you know. I'm pretty sure he doesn't even drink. I could be wrong. Oh well, he where he lives, he is old enough. I was going to say he's not even old enough, but over there, you can drink, right? And he sure. I think it's they, don't, they don't have all the hangups about you know that over there. Mm -hmm. Of course, they have a lot more drinking going on <laughs> over there too. <laughs> You think so. he'll fall into the young, like oh, I was too young and got too much too fast situation? That well, let's a lot hope of people... not. I think there are things in place now that, to look out for that. You know, um, we're a lot more mindful about those things now, and you know, um, you can see those things starting to happen and maybe cut cut them off the pass. Mm -hmm. If that makes any sense yeah. to you, so. Um, it's just that's part of how the industry has evolved. And, uh, you know, I I think Tyler's going to be just fine. 
He's got a really good head on his shoulders. He's got a great look, too. Yeah. He's got, like, movie star, yeah. like, Leonardo DiCaprio look. Like, he's dreamy. <laughs> Why don't you take he's a shower dreamy. with him, Jimbo? I would. He is. <laughs> Well, I will take this moment to remind everybody that we are on YouTube and iTunes. We'd love it if you would like, rate, comment, subscribe. You know, five stars. Hello. Just suggesting. We love to hear from you. And we have this is episode number 20. There's 20 good ones behind us, 19 good ones behind us. So make sure you check us out on iTunes and download those past episodes. Yeah. You guys ready for a little bit of news? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Break it down! X-Pac 1-2-3-60 Wrestling News. That was way smoother this time on the segue into the news, Christy. <laughs> you know, someone asked me yesterday if I ever go back and listen to the old episodes, and I'm like, no way. Right. Can't do it. I, I know I'll hate it. I can't, I can't do it. We've come a long way yes. in 20 episodes. <laughs> we certainly have. Well, let's talk a little bit about a legend that we lost this week. Jimmy yeah. Superfly Snuka passed away at the age of 73. His family member, The Rock, announced it on Twitter with a lot of people chiming in. Hulk Hogan, Jake the Snake, everyone giving, offering their condolences. Tamina Snuka yes. posted a very sweet photo saying, I love you, Dad. So, Yeah. yeah. You know, let's not pretend, you know, like we're not thinking the obvious here. Like he hasn't had a, he's had a tough couple last couple years. Yes. And, you know, there was, it's, first of all, you know, sincere condolences to, you know, Tamina and, um, you know, the family. Um, It's not, you know, whatever happened with Jimmy Snuka and... You know, in the past, none of that is his family's fault. And, you know, I just sent a, you know, sincere condolence and, you know, and that to Tamina on Twitter. And, you know, I get a fucker family. Uh, you know, oh what gosh. about that? It's, and come on. Are you fucking, are you, excuse, sorry, I didn't mean to drop the F bomb here. I mean, I'm trying the context, to be better. I think it's okay. But yeah, it's, I mean, you know, come on, everyone. You know, it's it's totally unnecessary, and I maybe that's not right. The right way. To, it's just I was no. Disapp- that is that's I was disappointed, and I understand how some people you know feel about that. But hey, but you should be able to offer your condolences. Absolutely, to absolutely. Hmm. And I'm going. I'm going to. I'm going to just take a guess that. Uh, that Jimmy Snooker probably carried a, a hell of a burden around with him for the rest of his life after that happened mm-hmm. all those years ago. So, uh, anyways, next. All right, let's let's talk about some happy news. Kurt Angle has been announced as the first official inductee into the Hall of Fame. He will be headlining the class of 2017. The Olympic gold medalist received this news on Monday afternoon from Triple H himself, who gave him a call. He said, I didn't really expect this. He said he's shocked and that this is the only Hall of Fame that he's not in, but the one that he wanted to be in the absolute most. Yeah. So congratulations to Kurt. Of course. Yeah. Very well deserved. Of course it is. You know, he's one of the greatest ever. Yeah. I mean, ever, ever. Not just professional. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, legit, this guy's the great was the greatest amateur, you know, wrestler and 
arguably like up there with the top. I don't know. And it's subjective what we're talking about here. Oh, Who's yeah, but the he's, best, he's been but named the absolutely. greatest shoot wrestler of all time. Oh, yeah. No, but just the greatest in ring performer. Yeah, he was a great like, performer. Right up there. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, not like, you know, I mean, I'm not going to say he's, you know, Shawn Michaels, but who the, who the F is? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but, you know, come on. Awesome. Congratulations, Kurt. Yeah. You're the effing man, dude, and you deserve it, and you've been through a ton of shit, and come out the other side, and couldn't be happier for you. Absolutely. Same as with Dallas. Well, Triple H is handing out accolades all over the place. He has announced the WWE NXT year-end awards, which include takeover of the year, tag team of the year, breakout star, female and male competitor, superstar of the year, and match of the year, which seems to be the most contentious of all the categories. You guys can all vote on Twitter, and the winners will be announced during a special one-hour NXT TakeOver San Antonio pre-show that's happening on January, (laughs) January, Saturday, January. January 28th. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I cool. just thought I'd save us some time there because we have a lot of stories. I know, right? <laughs> Sanctuary. Who, who, what are the categories? Do you know? Yes. Takeover okay. of the year, tag team of the year, breakout star of the year, female and male competitor of the year, superstar of the year, and then the match of the year. So who are we uh, looking at? I think Nakamura um, wins superstar of the year yes. or breakout star of the year for sure. Yeah. And what about the other ones? I think the Revival probably wins tag, tag team. team of the year. Yes. They better. Female will go to Bailey, I'm sure. Should. Uh, ver- uh, I think it goes to Asuka. Asuka. Probably, yeah. but this is yeah. this is mostly based, that's true. Yeah, you're right. Uh, this is based off of uh, Twitter and, and social votes. media fan votes. So it it'll be there'll be some public perception in there. Um, so I, as much as I think the revival does deserve it, I don't know if they will just because fans may not like them or appreciate what they've done for tag team wrestling. Um, but most of their matches are up for match of the year, so I think that that should get them tag team of the year. Cool DIY might beat them out just because of the fans yeah. on Twitter. Social media following. Well, everybody, Dunn get Alpha, on Dunn Twitter. Didn't America, get get uh, America Alpha get in there? Or, <sighs> come on, they were there the whole year. No, they, are, they are one of the nominees I, for Tag okay. Team of the Year. Their two matches with the Revival are up for Match of the Year as well. Okay. Good. Very get good. You, get your votes and, you know, I And that reminded me, you know, when you're talking about how this was Twitter based, uh, you know, yeah. uh, awards. How about. The uh, the poll they did after the UK tournament, when I first looked at it, it was like 34% thumbs down. How, everybody's entitled to their opinion, but like maybe you should pick another like thing to love and watch. If you didn't like, if you're a pro wrestling fan and you didn't like the UK tournament, uh. what in the... I saw I saw someone like you tweeted something good about it and their reply was something negative and you're like of course all it takes right. is like one second and of course someone hates on this it, it, no, re- it really just, is ridiculous because there are people that go into everything with a negative I want to pick this apart mindset and I don't know how the fuck any of you people that do that can enjoy anything I don't think they do anything I mean unless you just enjoy bitching. So, I mean, you have the right, you're entitled to, to be miserable and negative and pessimistic or be happy or whatever you want to be. And, and, and that, I just don't get it. I just don't get it. 
I'm surprised that they opened themselves up to that kind of scrutiny by having those polls. Even I'm always like, wow. Like WWE uh, puts I, out a lot of these polls, to and I'm always surprised. Yeah, no, but there's something to, and even though like uh, a lot of the people I believe that do the negative thumbs down, you know, uh, vote. Some of them just do it out of spite, just to be that kind of asshole, mm-hmm. you know. And then some people legit didn't like it, and though like okay, we know they're the ones that are just they want to be the asshole and the and the uh, you know and the contrarian or whatever. But, you know, um, the ones that, like, legit, sincerely didn't enjoy it, that's the one I just, w- then tell me what you do like. <laughs> and, and you know, maybe we can help you. Or maybe not. You know, there's got to be something on the network for you to like. Yeah. Real? I mean, come on. Was it like 27,000 hours of footage or something? Well, anyway, since we're talking about the UK attorney, let's talk about where these guys came from. PW Insider is reporting that WWE officials are close to finalizing a deal that would bring UK indie promotion insane championship wrestling to the WWE network. Reportedly, they're looking at a multi-year deal that could be announced sometime in the next week. Now, ICW is really more similar, as you guys know, to ECW or like some Attitude Era stuff. And the reports are that their content will not be toned down for the network. So don't worry about that. They're not going PG. And reportedly, WWE is in talks with several North American promotions as well. So Good. look out for ICW on the I love this. Good. I wonder if, um, you know, we should have Mark Dallas on. I'd love that. ICW. Uh, he's a big fan of yours, I think. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. Well, he well, puts you the commentary? Huh? He does the commentary there? He's the owner. Okay. Uh, he might do the commentary. I'm not sure. I'm trying to think of But... Uh, they've done amazing things. They've gone and uh, they've toured the UK, not just Scotland. And, you know, they've done a pretty good job of putting asses in seats over there. Thousands and thousands yeah. mm-hmm. uh, of people come out to watch those. So uh, as far as the content, yeah, it's somewhat in the spirit of ECW, but it's different. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's very, it's very... UK-ish. I mean, there's definitely a like UK wrestling, British wrestling, all that. It's just it, it, it's its own flavor. It's its own. It's like a different type of food, you know. Like going into a restaurant, you know. You know, we're I don't know what you would call our wrestling here, but <laughs> that's like Chinese food or whatever, you know. Shit. Terrible analogy, but God damn it. Cuisine. <sighs> so, uh, anyways, I'm just a big fan of, of all those guys over there in UK. And uh, I was at their uh, at their school. Oh, really? Yeah, in Glasgow. They what did you think? All, I just, I think they have a great setup all around. I mean, it, it, they did all this, um, you know, on their own, and they built their own stars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Grado. Yeah, so... They're doing something, right? My favorite thing about this is if this gets on the network and it opens the doors for more North American companies to get on the network, it just gives so much more exposure to independent wrestling. And not only people in the WWE that are working there that flip on the network, maybe like an agent just, oh, who's this guy? Like, that guy's cool. We need to call him and bring him to Raw or like give him a tryout. 
It gives so much more potential to people who wouldn't be seen before now mm-hmm. having that exposure. Eyes and ears on your brand, as our Kevin Undergar yeah. would say. Congratulations <laughs> to ICW and WWE. Yeah. Yeah, well, let's talk about someone who has already just arrived in WWE. <laughs> Miss Nikki James made her SmackDown Live debut last night during the steel cage match between Alexa Bliss and Becky Lynch. She uh, offered up some interference there, and Alexa Bliss walked away maintaining her championship, her title. Mickey is a five-time women's champion and a one-time Divas champion. She also had a great run at TNA, but she hasn't been on the main roster since 2010. She did have that one-off with Asuka in November, but now she is back, and she is on Team Blue. Yeah. I'm a huge Mickey James fan. She's um, I was a I was a big fan of her uh, when she came in and did the stuff with Trish. Or she was like the yeah. super in fan, WrestleMania. The crazy super fan. Yeah, the stalker. Yeah, and, yeah, that was classic. Uh, I good for her and good for WWE to bring her back. Uh, what's up with that freaking Luchadora costume? That's awful. Yeah. <laughs> That's one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life. With it, the granny panty gimmick on the outside. Yeah, I Shit. think it was kind of supposed to be. Uh, and oh. she wasn't, I mean, Deanna Perrazzo had to wear it too. Alexa wore it in one of the matches. It's been ongoing for a few weeks That's that this Luchadora pops up for It's going to sure. be the cosplay of WrestleCon. <laughs> it's terrible. It's so bad that, like, yeah, it's going to end up being, like, a thing. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a thing. Everyone hey, does. that's my Halloween costume next year. Man. Oh. <laughs> I hope Mickey is used to elevate younger female talent. It's looking that that's why they bring, bring That's why they mm-hmm. bring us old Barks back in. <laughs> At least that's how it's supposed to work. Like maybe she backs Alexis for a while and then she goes against Alexis or she backs Alexis for a while and Becky's like, you're really the one that's been helping her. I want to fight you. And mm-hmm. then it's Becky versus Mickey. But Could go I'm a few ways. They're be, all good. I'm just glad she's there. The, the story I hope lines... Magnus comes. So. I, yeah. They should, give him a, they should give him a try. They should give mm-hmm. Nick Aldis a try, a.k.a. Magnus. You know what? I just, I'm all for, like, you know, uh, giving everything a try, you know, uh, before you go, eh. Like food. Yeah. Back to the restaurant. Food What's going on here? Yeah. <laughs> I well, think Sean's hungry. I th- oh, maybe I had bacon it. and eggs this morning. I woke Ooh. up. Bacon and, and eggs and bulletproof coffee? Eggs. Yeah. How do you right. do your eggs? Well, here's the thing. Oh, let's hear it. I usually would just... Uh, take my time and uh, do them like over easy and cover them up. Yeah. And maybe flip them, make them, you know, uh, over meat, whatever. Um, but I started scrambling. I'm a big deviled eggs fan. Yeah. So, but it's a pain in the ass making deviled eggs. So I make my, I make my eggs now like, de- like they taste like deviled eggs. Um, I just, I scramble them up. Yeah. And um, they're, when they're done, I get out the mayonnaise and the mustard, put the mayonnaise and mustard on there, and then sprinkle some paprika on there, and then mix that shit up. And it's like a big old freaking plate of deviled eggs, and it's amazing. <laughs> Every time you talk about cooking, I feel like I desperately need to see this happen. Yeah. I, we need the, needs to be a YouTube series or something we got to show the people you cook it. <laughs> Because it sounds like a lot oh, of fun. Oh, it is. And Fox it, Kitchen. My bacon, my slices of bacon are like that freaking thick. Like, oh, for wow. people that are listening, like that thick means really freaking thick. 
Great. Well, I'm glad you're eating enough eggs and bacon for both of us. Damn yes. Right. I love it. Well, for Mickey James, let's talk about another member, Team Blue. I'm really curious what you have to say about this, Sean. So, Randy Orton was involved in a little verbal altercation with a fan at a gym on Monday in Jonesboro. Um, I'm sorry, not on Monday. But they were in Jonesboro for some shows. Yes. And this guy approached him, and Randy had his headphones on. He said, oh, you know, I can't hear you, bro. Gave him a fist bump. It sounds like Randy was, you know, polite enough for someone approaching him in yes. public. And then the guy proceeded to take a photo of Randy from further away when he wasn't paying attention. But, of course, Randy caught on to this and came over and approached the guy. And there were some uh, swear words exchanged. But eventually, Randy ended up saying, you know, have a great workout and walk away. But the guy who is involved just keeps talking about it. And he says, if Orton had simply approached me and asked me not to take his picture, I would have respected it. But I don't necessarily know that that's on someone. This guy's name is Anthony Martin. Anthony Martin, go fuck yourself. (laughs) You know, I mean, people have headphones on when they're in the gym and -hmm. other places for a reason because they don't want to fucking talk to anyone. And I'm not trying to sound like a dick, but I know it's coming off that way. But, you know, there's these things called boundaries. They're like an imaginary line. And you fucking crossed it. Mm -hmm. Sorry. I mean, I know, like, some people are thinking I'm the dick right now for saying like that. But we're talking like that. But I mean, you know? I always say, you know, people who are in the public eye, they've put themselves there and they usually get paid well to do it and stuff. But so, of course, someone's going to approach him at a gym. That's understandable. But if he brushed them yes. off in the right way and he wasn't rude and he at wasn't first, a let dick. him alone. And, yeah. and apparently he wasn't a dick. No. You know, and but apparently this guy must think that he pays Randy Orton's bills. Direct, like I mean, I'm that, sure. That's, I'm that's, sure he writes the fucking check and sends it to the power company that, and to the mortgage mortgage company. That was actually a quote from the guy himself. Uh, there was also a response from Lance Storm, Lance Storm who, so who was talking about gym etiquette and how if he caught Randy between a set, which is just bad gym etiquette. Talked mentioned what you said about the the headphones as well. Yeah, and generally like. You don't you don't pay the bills. There's that yeah. There, there's a whole lot. Uh, it's a very long paper. I would I recommend people read it. Let me explain something to you. As far as that, my my take on that whole we pay your fucking bill shit. So, there goes the whole you know. I language. Yeah, we threw that out the window your for this one. Is good in this okay. Situation. This is just my feelings on it. I am so grateful for every one of you out there. So grateful uh, for your support and coming out. Or even if you can't afford, you know, a ticket or couldn't, you know, throughout the years, but just invested your time into watching us. That even makes a difference. That moves the, the, the ratings up and, you know, puts more money in our pockets. And yes, so grateful. But on the flip side of that, we go out there and destroy our bodies, okay? Uh, and it's not just, there's, you know, there's, it's not just for the fans, although it's a huge part of it. There's a, you know, there's the, the glory and, you know, and just all of the other things that come along with it. But it's fair trade. Even Steven, nobody owes anyone shit, Okay. It's all about gratitude, and I'm so grateful. But if somebody puts that in my face and tells me they pay my bills, fuck you. Anyways, next story. All right, we got one more last little tidbit. 
We just want to remind everybody to watch Bellator 170 this weekend. Shell yeah, Sonnen versus right. Tito Ortiz. Yes, and it's going down on Saturday in Vegas. I saw Tito. No, it's in a, it's it's, a Great Western Forum. Here in the Great Western Forum. Oh, I'm Forum. sorry. No, don't worry, because I didn't realize it was here either. I, uh, <laughs> like, I'm going. I'll be there. Oh, hey. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 uh, I really like Chael, and I really like Tito. Um, I'm really looking forward to this match. It sucks that one of them has to lose. And uh, when I talked to Tito at, uh, at the um, Staples Center with the at WWE show, he sounded legit pissed off at, at Chael. Really? Yeah. Like, I mean, he has no, he had no reason to, like, you know, have the... Persona. Yeah, he well, he had no reason to work me. Okay, right. So like, what were his complaints? I I guess I guess Chael said something about a promise he made to his father that uh, that I guess Tito doesn't that thinks it's bullshit. You know, like um. it's just. Anyways, that's part of it, and just some other things that. Uh, anyways, um, I really like them both, and uh, I don't know if I can call the winner on this one. So. Well, I will be there, though. You think either of them will end up in the WWE? I was talking to Tito about that at at, uh, at Staples Center because he's retiring after this, and you know I mentioned to him. I, I said, "Like, what are you gonna, what are you gonna do?" He's like, "I'm, you know, gonna go fishing, <laughs> <laughs> be <a dad. laughs> yeah, and be a dad and all that good shit." Uh, hell yeah! But maybe pick up a little bit of side money in uh, WWE or something. Yeah, I think both yeah. of them would be so great as yes. managers on the mic, just talking. No, to Tito in. is still getting there. And oh, work, I'm sure they them. could still wrestle, yeah. but the two of them are just have that gift of gap, especially yeah. Chael, so quick witted. <laughs> I just, yep. uh, I'd love. He's this. making a lot of waves on Celebrity Apprentice. That's and, and when I first watched Celebrity Apprentice, I was like, "What the f? Chael? That's Chael. <laughs> I didn't know he was on there." There's well, very know, little promotion for that show. Well, you for know many the reasons. deal, you know, because the you know the Trump still yeah. the Trump connection. And oh yeah, his I, name I know for up a fact the that uh, that they couldn't get any of the uh, the contestants uh, for this year's Celebrity Apprentice on hardly any of the shows mm-hmm. because of that. Yeah, yeah, it's been a legit thing. You know, and then you know uh, President-elect Trump came out and you know kind of gave Arnold some shit, <laughs> yeah. but really, like it's not Arnold's fault. I mean, maybe it's Arnold's fault, like, no. if people, if the ratings don't, you know. And it wasn't even correct with Donald Trump. This was more of his trumping, like, mine was the best show ever, had had the highest ratings when it never did. Like, hit the ratings for Trump's last season were pretty much on par with the premiere oh, for Celebrity Apprentice. Hmm. Yeah, but Trump don't want you to know that. Yeah, it he doesn't talks fit the it up narrative. in a different way. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Well, we are going to be having a narrative with Rocky Romero, who has arrived right here at AfterBuzz Studios. We're going to be chatting with him. Stay tuned. What's up, party people? Roxy Stryer here from The Tomorrow Show with Kevin Undergaro. We're your twice-weekly broadcast of one man's midlife crisis and the mad millennials in Star Trek uniforms that follow him. And I'm one of those millennials, Lauren Legrasso here. We've had some amazing guests like Russell Simmons, Ileana Douglas, and Craig Gass. Coolio, right? Christian Blatt in the house to tell you to go to thetomorrowshow.com to check us out. We're live every Monday and Thursday from 10 to midnight Eastern. That's thetomorrowshow.com. Be there, be square, whatever that means. 
Welcome back. After training at the New Japan Dojo and making his in-ring debut at age 15, today's guest has worn many masks. He made a name for himself in Mexico's CMLL before moving to AAA, where he had a surprise debut as a member of Sean's D-Generation Mex. He's been one half of title-holding tag teams like Los Cubanitos, Havana Pitbulls, and the Forever Hooligans, holding multiple tag team championships at Ring of Honor and New Japan. Outside the ring, he studied acting and is a composer. He's even made his own entrance themes. Joining us now in studio, Rocky Romero. Azucar. Azucar. How you guys doing? <laughs> Thank you. Welcome. Welcome. That was oh, like the yeah. best intro I've ever had. That's right. <laughs> that was crazy. That's what you get when you yeah. come on Xbox yeah. One Two Three Sixty. Yeah, man, this is real. The real deal. You came yeah, all the way man. to North Hollywood. We yeah. gotta do something for you. The whole ten minutes from my house. <laughs> yeah, <right>? <laughs> <laughs> I made the trek. Yeah, nice. Well, when did you get back from Japan? Uh, I've been home for about um, just under two weeks. Yeah, so um, I'm excited. I head back in like another week or so. Oh, so yeah. yes. what are we listening to here in the background? Oh, this Funky is this Vice is my music. Yeah, yeah, the Funky Vice theme. There it is. I actually, I, like I knew it. that. I just was <laughs> trying to be conversational. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> Did you make this one? Yeah, this is our this is our uh, our entrance theme. Mm-hmm. Myself and uh, Trent Barretta were Rapungi Vice, and this is our uh, entrance theme. You can find it at RockyRomero.bandcamp.com. Sorry for the plug. Oh, don't be sorry. That's what you're here for. Right. Part of it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Fuck shit. Exactly. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of songs on there, right? Yeah, I, I did like a. It's it, basically it's a mixtape, but people have been calling it an album, so I'll just let them call it that. But um, yeah, there's about ten songs on there, and uh, today I I actually just released um, and just announced that there's going to be a second one. So it's uh, Six Trees of Ice, number two, volume two, and uh, you can find it at the same thing, rockandmare.com. Bandcamp.com. That's awesome. Yeah. I don't know where you find the time to do all that. Hey, you know, um, you didn't mention this in, in, in the intro, and it's maybe some people don't, well, obviously some people don't know, uh, you're Black Tiger. Yeah, oh, Black yeah. Tiger yes. 4. Yeah, fourth, That's right. fourth incarnation. Yeah. yeah, and, you know, carrying on the tradition uh, from Mark Rollerball Rocco. Right. And who else was Black Tiger? Eddie, Eddie, Guerrero. Eddie Guerrero was number two, number three, uh, Silver King, number four. Oh, that's himself. right, Silver yeah. King was. Yeah, yeah, he was for a long time. Yeah. He was probably the longest, hmm. the longest uh, version, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, absolutely. I don't I know love, what they were thinking. But. <laughs> I love Silver King, yeah. um, and obviously may rest in peace, Eddie, who's uh, yeah. amazing, but you're yeah. my favorite Black Tiger. Uh, right? thank Along you. with, you right. know, we got to give the... The props to Mark Rollerball, yeah, oh, absolutely. the original. But. Absolutely. No, it was crazy. When I got the gig, uh, the storyline was, you know, because Tiger Mask 4 is an actual student of Sayama, the original Tiger Mask. Right. So they, the uh, the angle was that they wanted me to, or at least they were going to say that I was trained by Rollerball yes. and that I was his student. So, you know, I never met the guy. I, I knew, I've seen his matches as, as Black Tiger, but I didn't really know mm-hmm. enough about, you know, Rollerball Rocco. So I went and I like tape traded or whatever it was back yeah. in the day and paid a bunch of money to get like some old world of sport dvds and then i just started to just dive into rollerball rocco and then i was like oh this guy is uh, the man unbelievable. Oh, he never stops he's unbelievable so like that was like the first thing was like oh i better uh you know i gotta get my cardio up so i just studied him i, I tried to look for the little traits that like uh that he had you know yeah. the, the way he moved and did things because i wanted to really like 
you wanted people to think that you were actually trained by Mark Rolando. Exactly, Rolando exactly, too, right? yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I really tried to take like almost like an acting approach to it, like trying to be like looking for the little things that he did instead of like all the bit, you know the moves or whatever nice. it wasn't about that it was like how he walked yeah. how he stepped in the ring how he uh you know he used to do this thing where he'd like touch his mask a certain way so i started like to emulate those things and uh that's the like the things that i would really work on but then it, you know I, I did that for maybe like three months preparing and yeah. like just watch so much video but it was cool it was really cool how did that end well, uh, in the whole Black Tiger thing, yes. yeah. So um, I, I lost the mask to uh, to Tiger Mask Four eventually, okay. you know. And this was it was interesting because I uh, I was wrestling for New Japan, then I got let go. I went to NOAA, right. then uh, then I came. I think I did. I go to Mexico and then go back. No, no. I went to then I went back. I lost the mask, and then I think I went back to Mexico or something yeah. like that. I don't even know. So long. <laughs> I get confused about my own career. Um, let, me, let me go backwards for a little bit, yeah. Rocky, um, because I want to say the first time you and I met was well at the New Japan Dojo. Is that yeah. Correct? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe two thousand two, two thousand two. That's right. Yeah. Yes. Now, were you just uh, at that time? Were you just in the dojo, or were you running it yet? Uh, at that time, I was. I think I might have been like just started to get like a little bit of like responsibility right. within the dojo. I like, um, I, you know, we had Justin McCulley who was like the yes. head trainer. So for like for the first year, he was basically in charge of the training. But then after that, then it kind of responsibilities came like between me and Brian Danielson or Dana Brian, Brian yes. were the 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 two that were kind of responsible for for some of the training and yeah. things, yeah. I had a, I sent Mark a picture. God, I hit something here and made a bunch of noise. I sent Mark, <laughs> Mark, do you have that picture that I sent from the dojo, uh, I think it was Christmas time or something? I didn't get that picture. My bad. Oh, <laughs> shoot. Anyways. We'll post it on our yeah, social we'll media. Yeah. No, but I mean, there was, uh, I, there was just a lot of familiar faces. There. Right, you and right, Brian being right. Is that the like the biggest. goofy one? Yes. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, oh, yeah. Like, we'll definitely be posting that on yeah, our Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Sarah, uh, Sarah Del Rey's in that, yeah. myself, uh, Danison, TJ Perkins, yep. um, Iceman. There was, you know, there was, a, there was a bunch of guys that ended up doing a lot of stuff after that, yeah. Well, I mean, and you guys, did, you lived in the dojo, right? No, no I Brian li- did. Brian lived in the dojo, I, like, because I'm from L.A., so yes. I just commuted every day. Gotcha. But that was a crazy commute. I mean, because it was all the way to Santa Monica, so, like, L.A. traffic, it would take, like, two hours sometimes yeah. to get there, you know. So driving two hours there, two hours back home was insane, but... You know, we didn't do it for the money or anything. We were just looking for the opportunity. We're all just hungry young guys. You Boy, know? that was a great place. <laughs> it was oh awesome. Oh my god! Oh, look at all beautiful. the talent that came great. out of there. Exactly. And, exactly. And you know, like, okay, there were the first time I showed up there. It was either first or second time. You know, but Boss Rutten's there. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm training like with Walid Ismail, right. who's like one of the greatest Brazilian jiu-jitsu yeah, right, guys right. in the world. Yeah, what a character uh, right? he is, too, right? Uh, Leota Machida. Yeah, Leota was there, yep. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura Shinsuke was there Nakamura. at that time. You yep. know, Joe would come in and out at that time. Uh, like, I remember, the, I think DDP was there. Maybe Steve sure. Blackman might have been there. Steve was there when yeah, I, yeah, yeah. the first time, yeah, I, first time you I came. came yeah. It was just a, a crazy, like, it was so cool because you didn't know who was going to show up, you know, any yeah. day. You know, it would be different, and it'd be like, okay, today, you know, Xbox shows up. You sure. know, the next day, Boss Rutten shows up. You know, and starts showing us like how to do, you know, kicks to the liver and so right. you know. And it's just like cool. You know, Josh Barnett would show up. Like, it was awesome. It was really cool. And like, 
the experience of having just like a, a collection of different minds. And of course, Antonio Inoki was there Always. all the time. Yeah, I, I, used, I used to train with, like the, when I was there, I would get on the mound <laughs> yeah. and we, we would yeah. pummel. And exactly. I remember one time we were, you know, pummeling yeah, yeah. and his, his, uh, his grip slipped in the back of my head, uh. and I caught him under that big old chin. <laughs> it, I was like, anybody else would have been out cold. Oh, he didn't yeah, even yeah. sell he it. He didn't even sell it. <laughs> iron <laughs> cast iron jaw. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember like the first day the uh, the dojo opened. I think Daniel uh, Daniel Bryan talks about this in his book, and um, it was like me, Brian Kendrick were all there early, and it was like the first day, the unofficial first day. So yeah. like it was the first time. Um, Inoki was coming in to to do the training, and Justin had just set up the weights, but he hadn't even put all the screws in. Gotcha. So like there was like uh, you know yeah like what's the 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 one with the, uh, the butterfly yeah the butterfly cross thing you know sure. like so he goes over there and he's just kind of testing it and, and Inoki like pulls on them and the whole thing just comes crashing down on his head and he didn't sell it for no a second way. man he was badass <laughs> yeah <laughs> he is a badass still you know he, like man. I was in the meet as Joni and I were in a meeting with him and Simon, uh-huh. and you know he's Simon's doing the uh, translation, the translation yeah. and all of a sudden Anoki just out of nowhere and just I'm not gonna tell you what he said like but it, well basically he was like it doesn't matter what he said but he just started speaking perfect English <laughs> and said something concerning Simon right, right, and right. then it was back to the you know <laughs> the the <laughs> hey, yeah, Sha- hey Sean is this the picture. Yeah. That's oh, it. yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's yeah, the one. that's the one. Wow. Yeah, look at all that. Yeah, that's up in the crazy. top we have uh, we have Samoa Joe on the right with the uh, with the with the Santa Claus hat. Who's that? That's Dave, Dave Marquez. Marquez. Dave, yeah. Oh my God, that's Whoa. Dave Marquez. Yeah, I, Sarah, Sarah I Del Rey with Sarah the, Del Rey. with the mask. Yep, yep, in the middle there. Yeah, and then uh, a guy named George in there. Uh, Yoshida, he's the guy off to the right and he is uh he's cyber kong now yeah and uh in dragon gate yeah tj's down there at the bottom with a mask on i'm to the left and, and T- uh, yeah tj cool. i remember like and i remember working out with tj and he was so much smaller than everyone but yeah. i mean he reminded me so much of me mm. at that point because mm. i mean it was he just wouldn't give up no wouldn't give no, up no, and no, i no. mean it was hard like for him when you're wrestling and and you know rolling around with guys thirty pounds heavier right. than you, like this the next small the next biggest next smallest guy was me. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, well, maybe not. Yeah. Actually, at that time I was really strong then. But uh, um, regardless, that kid, man. Yeah, good for him. Yeah, right? I'm really happy yeah. for him. Yeah, like uh, you know, it was hard for him. I think because he was the youngest and how people would treat him. You know, for yes. being because he was the youngest, and then he's like has all these guys who are kind of in a pecking order in front of him. Daniel, Bryan, myself, yep. you know, Ricky Reyes, whoever, Joe. And then, like, he didn't really almost feel like I don't think it took him a lot longer to finally get his, like, real opportunity, you know, for people sure. to, to understand, like, how great he yeah. actually is, you know. So, like, it's cool to finally see that happen, you know, and kind of like, you know, they build this division kind of like around him and to, to kick off the whole thing. And yeah. it's like... It's cool. Now, uh, have you been paying attention to any of the cruiserweight stuff in WWE? Uh, Kind of, kind of, yeah. And what's your what's your uh, what's your uh, feelings on it so far? I mean, I I think that I think the idea is cool, and uh, you know, I like that they're they're giving them uh, a a space to you know show what they have. But I just think that the timing of it is is really bad. You know, like meaning that uh, you know once you see like. 
you know, John Cena and, you know, Randy Orton, then you have to like wait around and That's then you're right. watching these guys, you know, and I think that they should be on before. Yes. I think that just making that small switch, keep them live, but just making that small switch is going to do a lot better for everybody. Yeah. You know? And I honestly, I don't know if I, if I didn't think they needed a 205 live show. I just think mm. they should have put the guys, yeah. you know, and as part of the, the other shows. Just, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they I have the, the time for how it. How do you feel about them changing the ropes and the lighting and all that? Not a fan. Match? Not a fan. Yeah. It makes it seem like it's something different. Like it's right. a, you know, it's, you know. It's uh, its own entity. Sure. It's not part of Raw. Yeah. 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 Almost like it doesn't deserve to be part of Raw or something. Yeah, well, and uh, I mean, okay. It's a good way and, to put it. And I, and I, ta- I, I, I hit on this, um, I think it was last week when I was talking about it. And, uh, and uh, on Bring It to the Table on the network uh, Paul Heyman and uh, Rosen. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Pete Rosenberg. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And uh, and who else was in there? Anyway, JBL. J- yeah, JBL. J- okay, and uh, you know they brought up the the points that we're talking about here, mm-hmm. and uh, JBL said uh, that he used to go on last every night and didn't have a, a problem, and if other if the these guys couldn't do that they shouldn't be here but the, the problem with that is the obvious yeah those guys aren't being pushed right you know to have the perception of being the top guys exactly. so they can go on last i right. mean it's in, it's silly yeah and i get it you're trying to toe the company line and on the company show right but come on right, be, right. don't let's be let's yeah. be real about things here. i personally don't mind that the look is different I, I i like i think for the network i guess you know it makes sense to really try and make it separate so it seems like there's more shows than just the whatever they have you know the nxt show or whatever but like do they have to be purple though <laughs> yeah. what's, what's i think it yeah i and I just don't like it. You just don't like it. No, maybe the look. I like it, purple, but right. not for the wrestling. Right? Okay. Well, maybe they could work on the design a bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but I, I think definitely it should be. It should be on earlier. Like, I don't. I mean, they could be a part of Raw. They couldn't be a part of Raw. That doesn't. But they just need to give them a, an actual fair shake and actually like actually put the the time and effort into the whole production. And, you know, and my and they should be on Raw and SmackDown. It shouldn't be just a just like the ladies are on Raw and SmackDown. Right. You right. know. I mean, good point, I don't yeah. get it. Yeah. Then they can have a, you know, a match once or twice a year between the two champions. Right. That would be cool. Yeah. yeah. And they should do that. They should do that. That's a whole pay-per-view, right? Yeah. yeah. Didn't they used to do that back in sure. the day? They, I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> have, you, have you talked to a lot of those guys about what they're doing and, and how they're doing there and how they're feeling? Your yeah. TJ Perkins? Uh, I mean, I, I know TJ's doing well. He seems to be really happy, like, the the little bit that I've, I've uh, spoke with him. And um, I think... I think for for a lot of the guys, this is their first big opportunity, yeah. you know? Like, besides TJ and, like, Brian Kendrick or, you know, some of the guys, you know, I, I personally think that there was a lot more, uh, uh, there was a lot better cruiserweights, to be honest. But I think the, yes. this some of it, this is what was available. And not taken away from these guys, you know, the, a lot of the, you know, the guys are great. But I think that because of the the way the world is in, in wrestling right now is like a lot of guys have contracts to other places right so That's like right. they want this was like the best that they could kind of put together and they tried to sell it and package it as this is the best cruiserweights in the world which wasn't true best available best available yeah. <laughs> so were, uh, were some cruiserweights you think that are better that were just under contract that couldn't make it in uh ricochet will osprey uh marty yeah. scroll Myself, the yeah. Young Bucks, uh, Tremperetta. I mean, Tremperetta Junior. 
yeah, I think he makes the uh, the the two hundred five cutoff. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but I mean, I I, I do. Like that they gave, you know, a lot of guys opportunities that probably wouldn't have got the opportunity or the call. But, I, you know, it ge- it definitely gives them a lot of room to grow with the product, you know, mm-hmm. of the Cruiserweight product. So we'll see what happens in the next, like, CWC tournament sure. or whatever, you know. But that's another good point is, like, also doing the show, like, what, like, it kind of ruins the CWC tournament in a way, you know. Also, I feel like, yeah, you know, like, maybe it's not going to be as special unless it's a whole brand new, you know, crop of guys and, like, the best of the best get taken into the... I would... I would... Oh, yeah. I would... Im- if there's going to be another tournament, I would imagine it would have to be with, you know, all some guys. fresh guys. Yeah. yeah. I would do all new guys. Yeah. You know, that's the only way, the only way to do it. Like, can't throw those yeah. guys back in it, right? Yeah. Rocky, <laughs> how did you end up uh, living in Mexico? Okay, this is such a long story. I'll try, try to do the short version. Basically, no, no, so I got, got time. I, I'm just <laughs> trying to set up how we ended up being DMAX so, together. Okay, so I got fired from New Japan, right? And I went to NOAA. Why'd you get fired? Uh, I had a, a personal issue with Simon at the time, and he didn't really tell me that he would, like, he didn't tell anybody, it was, he didn't end up telling anybody in the company that I was fired. He just didn't want to use me, I guess, or because he was That's... upset at me or whatever. So, like, it's a manly way. Man, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. So then, uh, so then I, I was like, I was pissed off. I was hurt. You know, I was in the middle. Like I just finished my title run as yes. being a black tiger. So I was like, all right, well, I'm going to, I'm going to show new Japan. I'm going to, you know, screw that. I'm going to go to the rival. That's what you do. Right. Yes. <laughs> so then I, uh, so I called up Noah and within like three days I was booked in Noah. Like, so I go over and then like two weeks after Simon gets fired from new Japan. So sure. then, New Japan calls me and goes, oh, okay, are you done with Noah after this? I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm done with Noah. After telling Noah I was going to come back, mm-hmm. they were like, yeah, I was like, I'm done. I, you know, I want to come back to New Japan. So they, they're like, okay. I was like, and uh, Shinsuke called me. He's like, oh, make sure you get more money. <laughs> I, was ah. like, I, I was like, he's like, I'll help you because Shinsuke was a top guy. So yes. he's like, you know, back to the, you know, the dojo relationships, you know, the, it, you know, who you know is, is helps, you know. So he called the office and he said, you know, you guys really screwed over Rocky. You should make sure that you guys pay him a little more. So I was set. I was yeah. ready to go back to New Japan. And then uh, once Noah found out, they were pissed. So they called New Japan and they basically like, if you offer Rocky, you know, uh, a, a contract, and you know we're going to come after Giant Bernard, who you know balled him. Sure. So, so they, so they, so New Japan got cold feet, and then I was kind of like screwed. Thankfully, no, still wanted to use me for some odd reason, and they didn't even make it a big deal or anything. You know, uh, but they were, I mean, yeah. you can say you just figured you were trying to do the best for yourself. But right. I mean, uh, they can be a little funny about that kind of shit of over course, there. Of course, yeah. I mean, just look at the Matt Seidel situation. Right. Right. Exactly. So. So basically, then uh, I was like, man, if I ever want to go back to New Japan, I'm going to have to go somewhere else. I have to quit Japan yes. altogether. So I spent like maybe like eight months in, or 10 months in NOAA. And then, I, and then I just said, OK, well, thank you. I'm going to go to CMLL, knowing that CMLL was working with New Japan. Right. So, so uh, I, Alex Kozlov helped me to get to, uh, <laughs> to, to CMLL. Nice. And uh, they had this, this new gimmick that they wanted me to do, which I couldn't understand why. But it was this thing called Gray Shadow, and you know, oh, God, I, yeah, yes. it was through a terrible name, and Mask was like whatever, you know. It was just like a complete rip off of all the other guys, you know. So like a Mystico is the hot guy, so they just create like fourteen gotcha. guys that look like him, you know. And and really, like it, Gray Shadow actually kind of is probably a good name for you. 
to considering how they were using it. It was yeah. almost like you were a shadow. You didn't, nobody even knew you were there. Right, right. I but mean, the, did they even remember that uh, you were on the roster? No, no. And then the, the crazy thing is, like, yeah, 2003, uh, myself, TJ, and Bobby Quantz, you know, Ricky Reyes, we go to, to Mexico, and we have yeah. these, like, matches that are crazy. We're featured in the, uh, in the annual um, uh, anniversary show that they have. And, you know, we did, we did these, these three matches in Arena Mexico where, like, people threw thousands of dollars yeah. in the ring after. I mean, we, like, really set a, a certain it doesn't standard. Have, it doesn't happen that, as much in Mexico as it used to. No, 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 no. This, you know, now I think... Explain it, the, uh, the throwing the money in oh, the ring. Yeah, I'm so oh, fascinated uh, by this. Yeah, it's so, not yeah. just money either. Sometimes it's food or snacks or right. toy. Like, yeah, for it us it was... For, yeah, it could be a, a lot Mostly of Mostly money, yeah, but if for, they didn't have money, they just right, want to throw... Throw just something to just to show you, their appreciation. Yes. So, like, when you, the, you, when you do a match that's, like, above and beyond what, you know, the the norm and and like it's just something spectacular they show their appreciation by throwing money and or other things into the ring just to say thank you because they're so passionate and they love you know and they they understand like what you did was great you know and and then afterwards so everybody goes to the back and we divvy it up (laughs) exactly exactly we all divvy it the referee gets some everybody everybody who's involved gets it's a a very cool uh it was really cool and when i when i worked in japan for universal pro Mm -hmm. you know the predecessor to you know um and all that stuff uh they would throw money at us when we like. That's cool. Yeah, it's like such I would a good work feeling. With, you know the the you know uh, Silver King and Tejano mm-hmm. and uh, Jerry Lynn and I or right, you know right. be in matches with those cars and the Cowboys and D- Doctor Wagner on our team. They throw money and it was great, man. Yeah, that what a rewarding feeling. Yeah. It's like you know because we weren't getting paid your... shit. Of course, <laughs> <laughs> of course. Yeah, we weren't getting paid anything either at that time. You know, because. Uh-huh. We didn't. We were guys who had no names. Yes. You know, we were just coming to Mexico in two thousand. And were you on early? On early you weren't even on the main event, were you? No, we were like. Uh, it's usually, main event gets that. Yeah, exactly. We were like third. Yeah, I think we're like the third match, which is like a decent yeah. place to be. But like all the stars are are there were stars that were before us, and then you know obviously stars that were after us. Now, but, how long were you in in, in uh, Arena Mexico C- CMLL for people that don't right. know that they're the same? Um, how long were you there before I was supposed to come in? Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, of course. And then never came. Yeah, And then of showed back up this, in this AAA. Was, this was, that was the catalyst Explain to everything it. that happened. So uh, I'm, I'm Gray Shadow, and I have yeah. this great debut with Mystico, Paraguayo Jr., and all these guys. I'm, I'm in a top spot, right? Yeah. I, I debut. But I do one arena in Mexico one Friday night, and then I was a complete flop. So I that was it. So like they really didn't give me another opportunity. So I had like the first month or two was like great because they had already booked my you know me in all these places and sure. all around. So like I was doing really well and I was making good money that first month or two. But then once I flopped, that was it. You know, I was I was I was like shunned to the Arena Coliseo show and you know I was making like 70 bucks a week or like 60 bucks a week depending on what the gate was. You're getting paid off the gate, right? right. So um so I'm just like miserable. I'm starving in Mexico, and I'm just like, what am I doing? I was like, <laughs> I was like two years ago, I was you know making a great living, and yeah. like you know I'm Black Tiger and all this, and I'm like, I'm eating you know tacos and you know beans and yeah. you know and like you know living in the Fornos, living, or no? living in Hotel Fornos, yeah. exactly, you know, which is like a weird like sex it's a hotel. hotel where people <laughs> like people bring prostitutes. Yeah, 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 yeah but that's. It was All close right. to the arena. It was clean and it was safe. It was, but it, yeah, it. it was fine. But it was just you know that's. But that's the truth of what it uh-huh. is. You know, like uh, 
people, you know, like from there's like a Televisa's nearby, yeah. right? Which is like, you know, some network and the, you know, they go and they have their affairs at this hotel. Yeah, very sexy. So, um, so yeah, I'm, so I'm there and I'm starving and, uh, you know, and thank God I have two friends in, in Marco Corleone and Mark Jindrak yeah. and Alex Kozlov who like, they're doing really well. So they're kind of helping me out. You know, we go out to eat, they'll pay and stuff like that. They're just, sure. just great brothers, you know? And, uh, so I, I finally like, okay, well, I got to talk to Paco Alonzo, who's the owner of CMLL. And let me go, you know, and straighten this out. Maybe take the mask off. Seems maybe. like a really good guy, straight up yeah. guy for, oh. for an old, like such an old school, like, right. you know, right. old, like comes from the oldest wrestling family in the world. Exactly. They've had Even that. Even older than the Luderoff like, family. Yeah. is older than the McMahon family Exactly. In exactly. Yeah. 80 years or something yeah. probably, right? 100. 100 years. Yeah, so something like that. It's crazy. So, um, so I, I figure, okay, let me talk to the boss and maybe he can, you know, we can straighten this out and maybe get another, give me another chance, yes. you know? So I, I tr- it's very hard to get uh, a cita or a, an appointment yes. with uh, Paco Alonso. So I go in there maybe like 12 times, you know, trying, and they kept saying, well, come back tomorrow, come back tomorrow. And I'd wait for like two hours, three Sounds hours. Like meeting Dorian. Yeah. Yeah. They try to wait you out or something like, like just so maybe you would go away, you know? Yeah, so AAA boss is even worse as far as sitting <laughs> yeah, there for four right. or five hours exactly. for a meeting with them. Exactly. So, so I go and I, I show up like whatever, 12, 13 times. And I'm just like defeated, you know, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm broke and I'm defeated. I'm just like, man, okay, well I got to go home. There's no other, cho- you know, there's nothing else to do. it. And um, finally, like right around the time New Japan calls me and say, we want to give you a, a tour. And yeah. I was like, oh, well, finally, things are looking up. This is what I came here for, right? But right around that time, Sean comes in and he quits. He quit AAA. Well, no, I came back from a, from a you know, uh, unfortunate incident I had uh-huh. in Mexico. That, okay. You know, we've, I've talked about enough. Um, I came back and, you know, Dorian AAA had told me they would put me to work when I came back, but right. then they didn't. And so I sat down there and I starved too. Yep. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so finally. I think you know, Jindrak was Mark, the one. Mark. Yeah. yeah. Um, said something to Paco. Right. And Paco started looking at me on YouTube and all that. And I, I went in and uh, I got a big guarantee from mm-hmm. Paco. Big. And then all of a sudden, once the press was out, then all of a sudden, AAA and Dorian's like, oh, uh, right. anything to get you back. And right. I'm like, well, it's going to cost you this. Right. And you were booked nice. on a, yeah. on a, on like, there was yeah. a big event coming up and yes. they were all excited to have you. That's they were right. going to give you like the semi main spot or something That's like right. that, right? Gets and the truth out. is, uh, I wasn't ready to have that match anyways. Mm-hmm. No way. Right. But I would have shit the bed in that match. Yeah. No, I, sh- I, I, like, um, no, it was all about money. Yeah, yeah. You know, but, you know, I burned, starving, with, I burned the like, bridge. <laughs> but the thing is, is go ahead, keep going. No, so, so okay, so so you're, you're booked, and I remember, like, you coming to Arena Mexico. Bucanero. Yeah, you are going to wrestle Ray Buccanero, and I remember you coming to uh, to Arena Mexico, and, and me, you, and I think Kozlov were, like, yeah. we had a couple training se- sessions together or something like that. We were like, oh, we got to get ready for this. So, like, but then Dorian calls you and says, you know, whatever yeah. we got to do to get you back. So you go and you and you have this meeting with Dorian and you say, well, you know, and he was just trying to return the favor for, I think, you know, for what we, you know, 
like you coming over to CML, us trying to help you out. We're like, well, yeah. you know, there's three talented guys over there that you guys should take a look at. They already wanted Mark, but you guys <laughs> right. weren't on the radar because they weren't really doing well. Right. Even Alex, yeah, like, calls off, he was doing so, more yeah. than, than you were, but right. still, they weren't utilizing him exactly. nearly as much. Right, right. But so, so Dorian comes and he, you know, and uh, and and he gives us a call. Sean gives uh, him our numbers, and then uh, we all have this secret meeting at uh, at Mark's house. Yep. At, and uh, you know we're Xbox there. Me, he uh, gave me three thousand dollars for that meeting oh, just really? to set the meeting up. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Calls off and and Sean and Dorian sit down and uh, you know Dorian lays out the plan of what he wants to do and Sean lays out the plan of what you know you already had ideas about doing Degeneration Max. Max. Yeah, yeah. So so uh, and you know lays out the plan. We kind of lay out somewhat of a, a guideline of how it's going to go and and you know. Mark and Kozlov are a little hesitant because, you know, they're, they're doing well where they're at, you know, and, and, you know, obviously it's a big jump to go from one company to the other because you don't know what's going to happen, right? right? So uh, I've got nothing to lose. So I'm like, hell yeah, I'm in, you know? And yeah. then the, obviously the money that they're offering was great, especially compared to when you're not making anything, right. you know? And did they live up to the deal? They did. Okay, good. For the most part. You know, right. we'll get to that. Okay. <laughs> and, and just to be clear, you didn't get three grand to go to the meeting. No, no, no. I got nothing to go to the meeting. But I, I was happy to finally get a job of some sort, you know. And, and mind you, New Japan, had, I had just signed the papers to go do this tour for New Japan, this one tour. So uh, I'm, I'm all in because it was a guaranteed deal. I was going to get paid, you know, guaranteed no matter what, which was, like, great, you know. So I'm the first one to jump. Yeah. So maybe like a week later, I'm supposed to be on the Arena Coliseo show. It's a TV show, you know, that I do every week. And uh, it's my only work every every week. I'm guaranteed I'll be there. And uh, and here we are. We have a TV show for AAA in Puebla, which yes. is like two hours outside of Mexico City. And uh, they, they pick me up later than everybody else. They hide me in this bus. And I am just freaking the fuck out. Just <laughs> freaking out. Because like... <laughs> I'm so nervous and scared about like a about just making my debut with Sean and everybody, and here I am like away from everyone. And then secondly, just like all these things are going through my mind. Like I'm in Mexico. What if Paco's like connected to the mafia? Which what of course they are. Of <laughs> course they are. You know, allegedly. Don't be you know, silly. <laughs> but like, but then like uh, you know, I'm I'm just like worried that like. You know, some gunman is going to come in here and like hunt me down, yeah. you know, some Sicario or something, you know, and I'm like just free. I'm just freaking out. Just every thought that's going, you know, is going through my mind is just like negative, you know. So it was so bad. I was wearing like this uh, light brown T-shirt and like I had these huge sweat stains going all, like, all the way <laughs> down the sides because I was just so nervous. And then um, finally, I think you came in, you told me what was going on for yep. the music cues or whatever. And I'm just like, okay, okay. And I've still got the gray shadow mask on. So then the music hits. Yes. I think you came out right and attacked some guys. I don't even know who it was. I don't remember. I don't remember. Yeah. And I think they started to beat you up. And then I come out of the crowd. I like springboard. Did you have the mask on? I had the mask on. I attack everybody. And then, you know, we stand up or something like that. I pulled off the mask and we started doing suckets to everybody yeah. and it was cool as hell. Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. And then and then I was like, Oh, thank God it's over, you know. So then I get to the back, you know, there's all kinds of press people there and you know, all kinds of writers and news people, you know, because over there it's a big deal, right? So like they're they're asking me, like, Well, you know, you were supposed to be on, you know, Arena Coliseo tonight and you jumped over to AAA, like what's going on? You know, and I'm trying to stay in character, go along with the uh 
the um you know i couldn't say like yeah i was broke and i wasn't yeah, making right. <laughs> i was like you know sean waltman came and got me you know he we're starting a revolution in yeah. mexico you know degeneration mex you know staying within the angle and uh but it was cool but i was but I, I, at this time too like glad it was over but still freaking out that like i'm pretty sure one of these guys is, is gonna be a gunman he's gonna like shoot me down right now on, but uh, on, thank god know, it never happened okay <laughs> Some people, and, and, you know, for the most part, when somebody would say something like that, I'm going, oh, you're overreacting, or you just yeah. bored. But truth is, down there, it's a legitimate concern. Yeah. It's, it's the wild, wild bullshit. west. It's the wild, wild west. It, like, I think it's as close to the wild, wild yeah. west as, as, like, I've ever yeah, been, man. you know? Like, it truly is. You know, I, f- I felt like a cowboy down there plenty of times. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. So then, uh, yeah, then we go on when we, we start this angle. And then, you know, we I think it was like maybe like a month or so, I think, on TV or something before the rest of the guys started coming. Because then Kozlov came next. Yeah. He was the, he was the second one. Yeah. And, and Mark then, wasn't D- DMX, but like we right. kind of were still, right. you know, right. Uh, allied. Right, right. So, yeah, it was. It, so eventually Kozlov made the jump and he left CMLL and he joined us. And we, it was the three of us as DMX, yeah. which was cool, you know, as hell. And, you know, like. I, I honestly like like I don't feel like I ever gave you like enough props for what you taught me during that time, because oh, like cool. I, that's the because that's the stuff that like after Mexico and DMX, yeah. like the words that you that you gave me resonated like so much. That's that's like my my fucking mantra now. You know, cool. that's what I use in, in in all my matches and how. I think I've kind of like re-sparked my career as all be off of the things that you taught me, like how important the, the comeback is. Yeah, I'm like the, the comeback king now. Shit, right? yeah. Like, you know, at least, you know, like, at least in, in my world where like, you know, it, you know, it's cruiserweight type world and everybody, you know, wants to do all these big moves and stuff. And I'm like, I'm just going to do the same thing where I, I jump off the top. I do a billion clotheslines, yeah. but it's what people knew. And like, <laughs> everyone and, yeah, loves but, that. Yeah. Man. And it, it's like, I don't have to do anything spectacular. I don't have to do a triple moonsault. I don't have to do anything cool. It's just the fire, the feeling, and what I do is just exciting. Like, yeah. and it, because I'm pumped and excited for it, sure. so like the crowd is just like more into it, you know. And it ends up being like the hottest part of the match, you know, or hot, you know, one of them, you know. It's the part that gets the biggest reaction. Exactly, and emotionally, I'm in and it. That's and that's what it's all about, it, Rocky. You know? Hell yeah, dude. And 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 so like. To this day, I just want you to know that, cool, that like, uh, you know, it was an honor I, it's all and a pleasure. because of you. Yeah, yeah. And here's the thing. It was, a, um, you know, it, from a selfish standpoint, I, I had two young guys that could go out there and, and, you know, and pick up a lot of the slack for me as I'm getting older. <laughs> and, right. and I mean, and look, it was, it, it was so, uh, you guys had, had it all down, like, uh, you know, moves wise, and even just, you know, uh, all the other stuff too, man. I just was like, I want to pass on that like mm-hmm. big star shit, right? You know, right? Absolutely, yeah, no, absolutely, yeah. No, X Pac, where the fuck is my music? Where isn't it playing? That's right. Why, you know, why do you think the Rapungi Vice music is so important to me now? And like having that presence and having control over my music, you that's know, right. like that's a big deal to me. Because that it's a part of my character, and like it makes elevates me more, you know, more important than everybody yeah. else. You know, everybody else has got like just random, you know, BS music, Man, and I've got it, something that's real. You know, it makes it so much easier when you know the recipe. Yeah, 
Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So yeah, like I, I'm trying to pass it down, you know, to like right uh, people that I, you know, that I train with and stuff like that. And like, uh, folks who ask me, you know, for advice and things yeah. like that. I try to, I try to, you know, give them those keys, you know, to the success. And some people get it. Some people don't, but you just, hey, the, you just ones got that are, the ones that are worth giving it to will get it. Right. And then, and the ones that, you know, whatever, man. Yeah. You know, sometimes you got to put it out there, even if it's not going to be uh, received well. Right. Just because. Right. You know, I mean, it was definitely just the right place at the right time that I think that I got to meet you and work yeah. with you at that at that moment. Obviously, we had met earlier, but. Um, and then all the, the the shows we did for Marquez, the, right. the, the Lucha <laughs> oh, shows. Oh, yeah, yeah. The Lucha Loops yeah. were great. Yeah, those were awesome. Yeah. You know, and, uh, but like, because like also going to Mexico besides all the business stuff was like, I had planned to go there to kind of like break the shell and like, you know, and like finally come sure. out of it and like show the world that, you know, that I was a little more charismatic than what people actually thought I was. And, you know, and just to kind of yeah. break through and like, you know, uh, all my worries and insecurities about being on a mic or yeah. whatever. Like I, I was like, I'm going to break that. So like meeting you and then you giving me those, those, that great insight was like, help, help me to break through that. You cool. Know? And, yeah. and, it, and here's the, the, the honest truth of the matter is, um, during that time, you and, and Alex were more over than I ever was. Uh, if you ever go back and you watch the matches, you look and you listen. Not that I didn't get a bad, not that I got a bad reaction, but you could just tell these guys. Cause, I mean, they're young, good looking. You know, um, I don't know if I, I was I was young at one time, but <laughs> I don't know about the good looking part. <laughs> and but you know. Right, right. Um, that was just how it wasn't. I was just grateful to to have you guys. It yeah. really was. Yeah, it was cool, man. It was cool. What yeah. happened after I left? Because finally, I you know, I just yeah, they, so, they ended up you know right going back on their deal. With and me. well, the same thing happened with with us as well. So like, I think after you left, maybe a, like a few months after, I kind of floated around because they didn't know what to do with me. And then uh, obviously not having the big brother there to kind of like step to door and be like, hey, you got to do this and that. Right. They, you know, once you were gone, then it was like, okay, well. We'll break up DMX and you and Alex will feud. And it's like, okay, cool. So me and Alex feud. And then uh, I beat Alex in this big match where we're in the main event for once, you know. Yeah. And I beat Alex in this big cage match. Um, and then I get taken off TV for like three months. And then Alex gets fired in the angle, yeah. but yet is on TV every week. Ah, and then, of course. Of course. That's so triple A. <laughs> yeah. So then, uh, so then that was it. Like I floated around for those three months and then I finally came back, you know, cause I was, cause they, they realized, oh, we're paying this guy and we're not even using him. So we better do oh. something with him. Right. <laughs> yeah. So they bring me back and they're, and, uh, and, and like they're saying, okay, you know, in two weeks we're going to br bring you back to TV, but. We need to tell you something. And I'm we like, want to pay you less. Yes. Uh -huh. <laughs> like, oh, good guess, Sean. After I, after, I leave, after I leave Paco and burn the bridge, you right. want to go back on your deal. Exactly. So about a year of a year later or so. Yeah, I signed like a three-year deal, and I think it's like a year later now or so, a year and a half. And they're like, well, um, you know, we're, business is not as good as when you first started. So, you know, we're going to, you know, basically pay you like 50% less, you right. know. And but like, we'll work you more. We'll work right. you to death <laughs> right. so you can make up for right. it. Right. And they're like, okay. But they're like, don't worry. It's only going to be for three months. And I'm like, okay, right. Well, what else, you know, am I going to mm -hmm. do? I burned my, well, I, not that I burned my bridge. I went to Japan. I teamed with Negro Costas during that time. But then basically New Japan told me, we can't use you if you're working for AAA because they're the competitor. You know, right. we work with CMLL. 
So uh, I couldn't go to Japan, you know, and that was the whole reason why I had gone there. And I kind of like screwed that up because I took this deal, you know, and, and so I'm like, all right, well, I guess I'm staying to, you know, till this thing gets figured out. So they decide they want to put me back on TV and they want to turn me heel and I'm going to join um, you know, Conan's faction or oh, whatever. Legion you know? of Strong Yeah, just be another one of those guys. Sure. You know? <laughs> so like, <laughs> so I go and we film the angle, and I'm I'm just in a bad situation like during this whole time because I'm like miserable now. Yeah. You know, like I'm back to like not doing great financially because I was set. You know, living yeah. a certain life. You know, and then uh, I was off of a certain amount of money, and now all of a sudden, like I'm paying, getting paid fifty percent less. Were you living you know? in Polanco? With, yeah, with Jack Evans exactly. and Mark. Uh, yeah, yeah, with Jack Evans and Cosmo. High rent yeah. district. That <laughs> yeah. sounds like fun. Yeah, yeah. So I'm living in the high rent district, but now I'm getting paid less. Right. So I got nothing, you know, I'm like, oh man, I gotta like count my pennies every day. So um so basically, you know, we go and we do this like uh tour, like three day tour. We're doing like TVs down somewhere and like I don't even remember where it was. But like I'm in just in a bad way and I'm kinda like don't really care about the shows and I don't care what I'm doing. So like me and Kozlov, we end up getting like drunk before the match. Yeah. Like I went and we did like this terrible match TV match. And then the next day uh, was supposed to be my, my big like change, you know, to Rudo or whatever. So I go and I do it and uh, you know, I cut this promo and I, you know, it was all right, you know, it got heat and everything. And then the, that next day was payday. So we take the 10 hour, 12 hour bus drive from wherever we're at back to Mexico city and I, you know, I'm in the sky rise. Must have been coming from Oaxaca. Yeah, somewhere far. And, yeah. and, and, uh, you know, I get to the sky rise, nice apartment and everything, you know, and, and, uh, I'm like, oh, I better go get some groceries and stuff. So I walk back downstairs and I was like, oh, let me check today's payday. I should get paid. And it was three months to the day. I put my card in and it was the same, like half yeah. the money that I was supposed to get paid. So I was like, all right, well, um, I guess tomorrow I'll have to go into the office and go wait for four hours to talk to Dorian. So I go down there and I waited probably four or five hours and they just said, oh, okay, another five minutes, another five minutes. I waited forever. And then I was like, all right. Uh, so I told his assistant, George, I said, you know what? I just tell George. Dorian that I quit and I'm done. I'm going home. So I tell him, I said, thank you for the opportunity, but I'm done. So of course I get an email from Dorian that night, come in tomorrow, you know, we'll talk. So I, drag myself down there i'm just like oh i don't want to do this how long did you wait that time that time i waited like maybe like 10 minutes oh, wow. <laughs> See? right only because i was threatening with them you know for quitting leave. with quitting you because know because exactly. here's the deal they don't want you to quit they want to fire you right <laughs> so i walk up there he's like well what can we do to change your mind i said well it comes down to i mean you you said you're gonna give me this They're like well we can't do it i was like all right well i quit you know i said to be honest I i'm just kind of done here i think my my mexico thing is just done and he's like okay He's like, all right, well, um, I guess that's it. I was like, yeah, that's it. So, you know, I, I, I had a, we had a little party to, like, say goodbye with, you know, me, Kozlov, and, and, uh, and Jindrak. And, you know, I packed up my stuff, and I went home. Not, you know, and I was like, I'm just going to get, like a, like, a real job. And, you know, I guess this wrestling thing is kind of over for now because I didn't, so know, I didn't know where a, I was going to go. Right. You know, I didn't. I, and, I, and I knowing that, I quit because of, I just couldn't do it anymore. So I was like, I don't care what I have to do. I just don't want to be here anymore. Were you sad about this? Or, I mean, it sounds like you were really considering ending your career at that point. I, I was. And uh, I like, I think I was, in, I was in such a bad place that I was just happy to get out of there. So like, I was sad a little bit about what was going to happen or if my career was going to be over. But like, it didn't matter because I was just so happy to get out of there. Yeah. And it just seemed like, and, and that's such a weird thing to say because like, I love this business so much. I couldn't imagine being away from it, you know? So, but I, I think just by that time I just had, 
I had enough, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. I, I've like floated around for a few months and like I, I tried to like uh, get in contact with New Japan and then, you know, it didn't seem like that was going to go anywhere. And then all of a sudden, maybe like four or five months, six months after, they, they sent me a message and they're like, are you available in November? And I was like, yeah, I, I'm available. And they're like, okay, we want to team you with Davey Richards uh, oh, yeah. for this tag team tournament that we're doing. You know, we're obviously we don't know, you know, for the future, but if you guys are good together. And I'm like thinking, oh, cool, because I've teamed with Davey, Davey for a little bit in Ring of Honor. So I was like, all right, well, you know, that'll work. So then I come and, and we get, because uh, uh, Fergal Devitt, uh, Finn Balor gets yes. hurt, we end up getting pushed all the way to the finals and we work Jado and Gato and we have a really good match with them. And the whole tournament was really good. So it ends up kind of changing and they were, you know, they were happy with me and Davey. So then that's how I kind of got back into New Japan and I've been there ever since. Yeah. Cool. If you don't mind my going back a little bit, what did you do in that meantime while you, before you got that phone call? Were you working a real job? Did you continue training? Right. Well, yeah, I started training. Like I just kind of like, was like, well, before I step into the real job mode, let me start to see, like, what my options are. So um, I was thinking, like, man, what if I could get to WWE? Like, this is the first time in career, my career I'm thinking, like, what about WWE? That's something that I've never done. Like, yeah. never even cared to do. Never did, like, a dark match. Never did, uh, you know, like, an extra thing. It just so was not on my radar because I didn't want to go there. Like, I just didn't think, like, a was a possibility and didn't really care like I always wanted to work in Japan and Mexico and then yeah. at the end of my career if like they would come calling you know <laughs> so <laughs> if, if that was the opportunity there got or if it, it presented itself so um so yeah I just started training people I uh you know like I reached out to Ring of Honor I think they used me a couple times but they had a pretty full crew and I was just kind of doing like random indies like around SoCal like yeah. I'm basically starting back over you know like I'm just trying to like because you go to Mexico, you think that people know about you, but they forget about you down well, there. You know, and, and also, here, you know? Uh, someone like me could go down there, assuming that they're a big star there, just like they were every other country in the world, and realize that a lot of wrestling fans there don't know you right. because they're not WWE fans. Right? Because um, Lucha Libre and WWE, although the 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 there's a lot of crossover in the fan base, right? Some of it's separate too. Yeah, like, absolutely. You know, I, because the, the lucha is is a, you know, the average person can afford a ticket. The average person can't afford a WWE ticket. Exactly. You and they and they're only coming what like three times a year or something. Well, they like used that, to just they, they burned it out for a while and then right. they had to back off. But right. um, yeah, so I had to go down there, and while a, a lot of the people in the crowd knew I was, I had to get over with the ones that didn't. Yeah. So I had to put, I had to get into get over mode. Mm-hmm. which is a lot different than you're already over right. work mode. Way different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, yeah. So basically I, I got forgotten about, they're like, oh, well, you're, they, it was like the consensus was like, oh, you're doing big things in Mexico, but we don't know what the fuck you're doing. Sure. You know, we don't know what you're doing at all. Yeah. So can I say F the F word? Well, yeah. I try to be mindful of that okay. mostly, but so every, it happens, okay, it happens. It's it's not gratuitous. <laughs> okay. It's not just okay. they don't fly left and right, <laughs> right. but it's All just right. fine. Um, I I was just thinking about uh, some of our opponents when we were in Mexico. Uh-huh. You know, going back just a little bit. And yeah. hey, Mark, you have that match uh, with uh, Teddy Hart and Jack, the New Heart Foundation. Yes, or, I what do. Did they call them. What did they call themselves? Yeah, again? Next I think Generation Heart Foundation. Something, uh, like, something that. like that. Yeah. Watch this for the people at home. Teddy Hart's on the. Oh, 
Oh, yeah. Jack is going to dive on me, but nice I move. I'm supposed to Sasuke move. Sasuke special by Jack, and you move out of the way. And he, then... Oh! Oh, yeah. Teddy. Teddy just so, got, yeah, you're just looking at... Over right. you I'm pretty Go sure ahead. that he's not supposed to dive on me. I think that he just... He just did it on his own. He just did it on his yeah, own, Yeah, because he, he didn't feel like he got enough shit in. <laughs> yeah. I think that he always thought that. Te- and I right, love Teddy. Right, right. You know? Right. Uh, and, 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 you know, all the things that come with Teddy, I'm willing to deal with because he's great. Yeah. Like, I mean, he's an excellent talent. But yes. that kind of shit right there oh, man. can end up killing somebody. Yeah, I could have broke my neck. Yeah. He could have. Who knows what could have happened to him. So I mean, the people that are listening, because yeah. some people are just listening. Right. Uh, Jack Evans went to dive on you. You moved out of the way. Right. I'm supposed and to as move you're out looking of the at, way. As you're looking at Jack, yeah. Teddy Hart climbs to the top rope and just back does a backward a moonsault moon yeah. onto you as you're not even looking at him and right. don't know he's coming. No, and I, it's I, I not no even, idea. And it's not supposed to happen in <laughs> no. the match. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, but that's Mexico, man. And, and, and it's Teddy. And that's why I was like, when I responded to that tweet the other day, uh-huh. I'm like, yeah, I remember that totally, yeah. but that was just like one of like many like that was like a <laughs> that was like, daily yeah, thing with yeah, Teddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Down there. Teddy Teddy's a quirky yeah, man. dude, man. <laughs> <laughs> I like him though, man. He's sure. he, he's like I've uh, known him since he was a little kid. Right, know? right. And you yeah. used to always say that, you know, you guys would talk about uh his dad and yeah, everything. BJ and yeah. his wife, yeah, his mom, exactly. Georgia. Yeah. But um he he is such an eccentric guy. He is a great talker, a yeah. great personality, has a great presence about him, physically so gifted, yeah. you know, and and just for some reason, like, just he never did his thing, like, like the, to the way well, that he should have. I mean, we know I mean, the reasons why, but, like, he really, he, like, I was, he's telling me, I was like, dude, you could be a millionaire. What the yeah. hell are you doing here? Like, working with here with us. I was like, you could, you should be making millions. You could be easily making millions. You know, yeah. What I did mean, he there's. Say? A, um, he was just. He would just smile. Because <laughs> yeah. he knew. I. You know, he knew too. Here's you know? the thing. You know, and and the, we don't know what Teddy uh, has been through in his right. life to no, end up know. that way. Right. 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 So let's just try to keep that in mind yeah. at least. No, I look. I I I think that he's he's one of the great talents out there. No matter what, you yeah. know, he he can still go. And I, I I like that he's different. He's always trying to be different and like trying to think out of the box. Yep. And that's something that like not everybody can do. And I respect that about him, you know. And uh, I I wish that like uh, you know there was somebody would give him an opportunity to actually like like go and do it because I, I bet you I, I, who knows you know like maybe people would say like he would mess it up or whatever, but like maybe he wouldn't. You know, maybe maybe truly getting like a, a really good opportunity. Who's to say that he wouldn't? You know, maybe maybe he's changed. Who knows? You know, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> um, he, he did get a uh, he did get a big opportunity recently um, and ended up getting um, thrown in jail in Texas, and so he yeah. was cut from that tour. Yeah, I, I oh, hate man. to I hate to bring out that he may actually still be in jail there in Texas. So I think oh, his yeah. biggest fault is right. he doesn't play the game. Yeah, like, he's too concerned about doing crazy Teddy Hart stuff mm-hmm. instead of being like. Paul London. Paul London came back to the Indies. He has like a twenty minute entrance. He does like right. his whole song. He walks in. He walks out. But he shows up on time. Yeah. You know he's gonna wrestle his match. Like he's reliable. Yeah, that's the yeah. Like that's, that's the difference. Like that's Teddy true. will show up. Yeah. Before his match is about to start, and think that you're gonna tell all the wrestlers that have been planning their match. Oh no! Now put Teddy in your match and go out through the curtain and wrestle. Yeah, and then that takes the promoter. <laughs> we watched that happen at PCW. Yeah, that takes the promoter and puts him in this predicament. Okay, right. well, do I show 
like allegiance to you, or do I upset right. everyone in the locker room to make you happy when next show you might not even show up again? Right. Kind of thing. Well, sure. But the cat. Then you see him after the show, and he's such a nice guy. And <laughs> no, he's, he's great. He's, yeah, yeah, he's great. He's, he's funny. He's yeah. quite you know, the character. Yeah, yeah. What's what's the what's 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 going on now? What what's next, Rocky? So um, yeah, uh, we're just gearing up to do this next tour. Um, oh, I I'm sorry. I don't mean to cut you off right there, yeah, but yeah. I wanted to know. I wanted you to tell me about the Tokyo Dome this year. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, Wrestle Kingdom 11 was yeah. insane, man. It was insane. I think I witnessed one of the greatest matches that that's ever happened on this earth. That's right. You know, uh, in Kenny Omega and uh, Kazuchika Okada. I was talking to Steve Austin about that the other uh-huh. night. He gave me a, well the other day. He gave me a holler, and that was a big part of our yeah. conversation. What did he think? I'm curious to hear. I don't want to like okay. go into detail, right. but he was really—he's really high on some Kenny Omega. Yeah, Let's right. just put it that right. way. Right. Yeah, and, and and I can agree with him. Yeah, and I, I want to say too though that like you know obviously Okada you know showed amazing. his own. You know he's yes. uh, he's amazing. He's you know it takes two to tango, but like I think nobody saw Kenny in that light. Is that? huge main event that's right. talent you know so i think that that's why his, his star shines a little brighter and where okada's been there for a couple of years now right and he's okay kenny omega's work is is okay to the next it's on another level <laughs> yeah, man the, the detail is, yeah. on on all of his like the fine the finer points of you know what makes a guy great in the ring mm-hmm. and just all of these little his things selling man is insane yes like mannerisms yes, mannerisms man. are great man so yeah good. he is he's Every, amazing the everything. little i mean yeah. the, the most detailed work i've seen maybe ever right and that's saying a lot yeah but maybe ever man yeah. as, right for, as of right now yeah yeah, yeah. definitely and I if he agree. choose to go to WWE mm-hmm. phew, yeah right to the top yeah Definitely, yes. definitely. Um, yeah, he's he's something special. They're you know very unique, very different. The way that he he's another one like like who looks at wrestling way differently than everybody else. Tries to think outside of the box. What is everybody else doing? I don't want to do that. I want to do this. You know. That's right. And then like you know like you work with him and he'll change it maybe like four or five times before you get out there because he's con- he's constantly thinking and changing yes, little because there might be a wrinkle, right. man, and you got to right. iron that wrinkle yeah. out for it to get, be okay in your head. Right. You know. Right. And right. a lot of guys don't iron those wrinkles out. Right. They just go, oh, fuck it. Let's just get it however we got to get to the next thing. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So. I mean, he he's he's a, he's crazy talented. Just yeah. crazy, crazy talented. No one is like him at all. You know, he's very unique. And what about your match? Uh, yeah, my match was cool. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't the best ever. But, uh, I mean, like the best match of all time. But it was actually, a, it, was, it was a really good uh, Young Bucks for Pungy Vice match. Yeah. And uh, it was cool this year to kind of like be the focus and be the good guys so like we actually won you know so oh, that nice. was cool <laughs> yeah uh-huh. and i think everybody expected that we weren't going to win because it is the young bucks they're right. like the greatest tag team on earth yeah so like going in it was like ah oh, well you know repugnant vice is gonna do well you know they're gonna take it to a certain level and then the young bucks are gonna win so i think you know uh, uh, us pinning the young bucks out of out of nowhere was a big surprise and i got a lot of great feedback what from the a lot of people. Uh, they, uh, more bang yeah they go for more bang which uh, is what which Explain is that. um Fireman's carry, Fire. a Finley roll, yep. okay. and then one guy does a four fifty, and the other, yeah. and then Matt does a moonsault. moonsault. Gotcha. They, you know, so every every match, that's how they beat people with. So like they go for it, and as Matt uh, does the Finley roll, 
I just roll them up. I don't know. Nice. One, that's two, how you do it. That's how you do it. Yes. And you know the uh, the shock, you know, and the uh, the applause after was crazy. Like they were people were really happy and really excited. You know, especially that it was such a swerve like yeah. that. You know, and it was cool. It was it was really cool. And what was the crowd? How was uh, how they draw? Pretty, very well. Very well. Yeah. It was more than last year. Um, I don't know. So, People report different things. I would say that there was at least thirty thousand people in the building for okay. sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, we know how that is yeah. with the with the right. reporting of the crowds. Exactly. How uh, did I tell you about how they do it over there with the you know it's a sold out crowd, but then they'll be half the people it, and they curtain the top levels. Or well, something. no, I'm just saying how they wash the money. Oh, <laughs> we're we talking about Mexico. Well, there too. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, that, that's not so much there now in Japan. Right. Like that's. Yeah. It's 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 a, back in the day it used to happen a lot. But never mind. No, I'll tell, I'll tell it when Rocky's not here. All right, we'll talk uh, about He's still gonna go over there. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can talk about it. they did they did that in Mexico. I mean, yes. you know, like uh, where you would do a, a, an outside show somewhere and you know wherever some town Oaxaca or something yeah. you say, and then uh, you know the promoter would might be somewhat of a mafioso or whatever yeah. and, and cartel or right, something. something and. You would have a ten thousand seat building, and you know there would be like maybe two thousand people there, right? If that, sometimes maybe that maybe be a less. bowling with a hundred people in there, <laughs> yeah. and it was all sometimes, his family. Yeah, sometimes that too. Or you know? or it could. They'd set a ring up in the, the dude's backyard, and right. we'd have a barbecue. Right. And, guys, <laughs> yeah. and then, uh, but the, the, the guy would pay big money for that right, show. Right. Big. So just say there was a hundred people in the bull ring, but it was a ten thousand seat bull ring. Sold On out. Paper that thing was sold <laughs> out. <laughs> yeah. So then, yeah. So I mean, that would that would be that's a, a way that they would wash you know wash money through yeah. events and things like that. You know, it wasn't just wrestling; they were doing it with everything. Everything. You know? Yeah. Any kind of live event. Yeah. Something I thought was really cool about Wrestle Kingdom was how was it for you to win the title there as Rocky Romero and mm-hmm. see ACH be the new incarnate of Black Tiger? Yeah, I mean, who's ACH? ACH, he's uh, he's an independent he independent worker. He was in ROH and and various yeah, independents. He he's all over. he's great. Okay. Yeah, yeah, he does some really unique stuff. Yeah, um, it, I mean, like I feel like that you know like. I like to play homage, you know, sometimes and bring like a mask out and stuff like that. But I feel like I'm just so far past Black Tiger at this point, you know, especially over there um, that it was cool. Like it was cool that he he actually did come up and like ask me like, you know, like what should what should I expect? And A, you know, this is his first Tokyo Dome. And then B, he's first time he's ever worn a mask. And then he's like doing the Black Tiger. And I just said, you know, just go out there and have fun. You're not going to be able to see the people. So don't even worry about it, mm-hmm. you know, because yeah. <laughs> they're so far away. And it's so like darkly lit. And the and reaction is so like delayed exactly. from the time the sound gets to you. From, right. Uh, the, the, that's most big, big dome stadiums. Mm-hmm. But there are the, the occasional one where it was deafening like uh, like the Astrodome in Houston okay. for WrestleMania like I think they might like you know mic the crowd and uh-huh. like and blare the crowd noise through the PA too oh wow I mean That's that would cool. be what I would do yeah because it's so important to have that energy absolutely man. it absolutely. makes it so much you were talk about the difference between working in Cork and Hall and mm-hmm. working in the Tokyo Dome to- Cork and Hall is about 2,000 seater right and it's like you know it's just right down the street from, from it, Tokyo yeah, Dome yeah right next door yeah it's a a lot different when you work in, in an intimate setting right. as opposed to... It, it's a beautiful, intimate hall in the fact that, like, the acoustics are, like, perfect. So, like, you do something, the immediate reaction is there, the buzz from the crowd. Yeah. 
is like right there. The energy is is something that's just very different, you know, and like you can actually feel it. There's so much energy in that room that you can feel you can actually yes. feel that electricity that people talk about and stuff like that. You can feel it. And it's like any New Japan Cork and uh, Hall ma- a show, you'll feel that. Yes. So that's like it's like a guaranteed um, as opposed to like working in the Tokyo Dome where like it feels a little cold. People are far. Like you said, you wait for that reaction. You do something off the top and you, you stand up that you stand up waiting for the reaction from the crowd and it's not there. And then you give it like a half a second later and then yeah. it comes. And then you're like, oh, okay, I did that right. Do you feel like you have to take your time? <laughs> do you yeah. feel like you have to take your time more working in yes. the Tokyo Dome? Yes. Yeah. Try yeah. to slow everything down just yeah. a bit and try just, to take your time. Hold that second a little yeah. longer. Wait for the cameras to get your face too because – uh, you know, it's so far away. The people are so far away that they have to look at the big screen too. So yes. you got to let the cameras get your face so that the reaction comes from the people when they actually see your face on okay. screen. You know. So okay, you know, um, we talk about sometimes maybe not on on these shows that that like we're on now, but mm-hmm. um, in a lot of conversations, um, you know, we talk about uh, when you're in a ten thousand or twenty thousand seat building, and you know, you're it's it's different, and like we're talking about the work in the Tokyo Dome and, mm-hmm. and Cork and but okay you know the arena shows still you have to work to the people in the f- right top row right in the right. nosebleeds but in the Tokyo Dome do you try to be mindful of that or do you just work the cameras because they're looking at the uh at the big monitors anyways I try to set my match up thinking about that that very aspect so like I knowing like where to put like big moves meaning like not like a big power bomb or something like that, but like something. Okay, we'll just say like something that's going to make a lot of noise, yes. and or something like where it's physically big, like yes. jumping off the top rope and giving a drop kick or something like that. Knowing that we have to every couple moves, there needs to be something that's exciting because you have to work for those people that's in the right. far, far back so that they don't lose interest. You know, so I try to be mindful of that. But when I'm in the ring, the last couple of years, I've been thinking about the small details and working the camera because I think the camera is more important in a building like that because yes. people can't see the, the small details otherwise, but they want to see the small details. Yeah. So you got to wait for it to come up on the screen, you know? Right. So, yeah. And it's, it is different. Okay. You have that Corican hall, mm-hmm. you have like a Budokan and then right. you have a Tokyo. Dome. Right. Right. But even the Budokan these days, they've got the, the mon- the big screen. Right? right. Right. You know what? The best building to me, obviously Corican is, is, top, you know, up there, but sumo hall. Yeah. So like it's that. like, yeah, it's yeah. like 8,000, 10,000 sure. seats. And but it's intimate too because it, it it's built up right because it's it's built for sumo so yes. it's it's not built out it's built kind of up so like people are kind of more on top of you right there but there's still ten thousand people there so I get more nervous for that kind of show than I get I didn't even get nervous for you know Wrestle Kingdom in the Tokyo Dome because I know like it's just a different feeling you right. know when you get out there and you feel that buzzing energy. That's what gives me butterflies. It makes me feel nervous, yeah. you know. And I know that they're right there with me on the you know, on the ride with me. So like, I know that like every little intricate thing is going to make a difference, yeah. you know, in how they react. So like, that's more nerve wracking to me. I'm a Budokan fan. I wrestled. I'm a fan once. of Budokan more yeah. than more than Sumo Hall. Yeah, I'm, it's a know, big building. Sure, that's a big building. It's like twenty yeah. five, thirty thousand seats. Yeah, which for Japan is huge. Yeah, for that's huge. Building. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a cool building too, though. It's also built kind of up a little. You know bit. the story about the and and I'm I don't even know, have the details in my head because it's been so long. You know the fans uh, set Sumo Hall on fire one time over a screw job finish. I remember hearing something or like a like double that. count out finish. Yeah, it's a yeah, bullshit yeah, finish. Yeah. 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 
That's insane. Yeah, man. They don't give anyone any ideas out there. Yeah, but that stuff never happens in Japan. You know, like they're they're pretty you know reserved people. Yeah, you know. And oh no! Oh oh! You mean that stuff like like like, like trying to set fire? fire yeah. yeah, because they're upset about a finish. You know that, yeah. that, that that that. I mean, Mexico that would happen. Puerto Rico, obviously. America, you hear some stories, but like, you ever had? Cup of piss thrown on you in Mexico? No, I, I got. Have. <laughs> <laughs> How about hot sauce in the yeah, face? Uh, hot sauce because shitty it's a, diaper. Right, uh, that, oh. Me, <laughs> right here. Yeah. Well, do got, you remember what you did to warrant that? Just be doing a white my job. Dude walking out in Mexico. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I somebody How dare you. somebody cut me with some kind of sharp object, and I've got like a little what? nick on the back of my my back. Yeah, I was. Oh re- we, yeah, it was the first time I went down there. Uh, for CMLL and uh, we were working with um, uh, Super Crazy had a show in his hometown it was Crazy Mania number oh, three or something Mania, like that yeah. <laughs> yeah so it's like Super Crazy his um, his cousin and then uh, and like his I don't know somebody else an uncle or something like that so like they're the local hometown guys you know against like me TJ and Bobby Quants who we didn't look like we could do anything to be honest but like it's Mexico so wow. they're just passionate about like you fighting against their hometown hero you know so, like, we're beating them up in the crowd, and, like, crazy's bleeding everywhere, and somebody just came up to me, and they were, like, yelling at us, and, like, I felt something kind of, like, nick me in the back, and, like, I, as I turned around, the guy just went right through the crowd, you know, just right out, he just started running, and I touched my back, and there's, like, blood, and I'm, like, great, and, like, yeah. it's, like, dirty as hell over here, like, right? <laughs> like, it was, like, a bull ring or something. Yeah, you have some of the nastiest conditions yeah. ever. You got, I got used to shit that I never thought I'd get used yeah. to down there. Oh yeah, and shit isn't right. actually a good word right. to use. <laughs> yeah. And what I'm talking about. No, absolutely. Yeah, oh, the God. conditions are not 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 sanitary, not great. Yeah, well, Rocky. No, you go mentioned ahead, Bobby Quans a few times. I don't know how many people really know about him, but he was a like up and comer in early PWG that was killing it on the indies mm-hmm. he did a beautiful shooting star and he went off to be a navy seal right he yeah like, he quit wrestling yeah he quit seal. wrestling became a navy seal and like was living in the jungles and like a tree for like months at a time and like just crazy stuff i still keep uh keep in contact with him and uh, he's he's got a baby now and a wife and he's doing really well yeah so wow. you I think he's studying to be a doctor now or something. Like he's Good insanely smart, <laughs> and he's a crazy athlete. Yeah. Wrestling's not going anywhere, Bobby. It's still here. <laughs> you were an early PWG, so how do you feel seeing how much that company has grown to now and how many stars it produced? Because watching right. just one of your videos on YouTube of you versus so many people in PWG, Davey, Loki, yeah. Brian Danielson, Roderick Strong, like all the top guys in wrestling right now. You were wrestling in yeah. PWG at the Legion Halls. I mean, it, to be honest, I mean, PWG, you know, Super Dragon has such a great eye for talent, and he only uses the guys who, you know, end up doing something, you know? Like, guys, are they're like top talents, you know? So it's cool to be a part of um, that lineage, you know, and being a part of that. But, um, yeah, I mean, you can see where it is now, and, I mean, they're, they're kind of like, they do their own thing. They yeah. live in their own little wrestling world, you know, and it's cool. They've created it. And, you know, there's fans that only go to PWG shows that live, you know, locally or for, or fly in for wherever. They don't care about WWE. They don't right. care about, it. you know, New Japan, you know, ROH. They just focus on PWG and the atmosphere. I heard that Ronda Rousey got turned away run one time. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that true? Yeah. Like, they didn't, she didn't have a ticket and they're like, well, too bad or something. Yeah. <laughs> She, That's cool. <laughs> she, uh, she like she always comes in a group with a lot of people that buy several tickets. Yes, and 
I don't know if they had one for her, and they're like, oh, it's Ronda Rousey, but Super Dragon's like, I don't fucking care. <laughs> like that's a seat right, that's gonna right. go to a fan that's right. gonna pay the money, and who comes every? They got every, they got yeah. her a ticket, and then one of their shows she sat on the stage. Hmm. But yeah. There. All right, that's cool. Yeah, that's I mean, that. It, it is cool because yeah. it's his. It's his uh, promotion. Absolutely. And there's a reason. Like you can say, like certain things are quirky about the promotion, mm-hmm. or you know, eccentric, or however you want to put it. But I mean, there's a reason that that PWG has the uh, the reputation and and is so beloved. Yeah. You know, yeah, and it's absolutely. because of those type of things. Right. It's not. It's it's almost like I hate to use the term hipster, mm-hmm. but it, it, like it's. It's the, right. it's like they it's almost become, want to keep it a secret yeah, for yeah. the and that's what the cool part about like Fight Club or yeah, something, it, yeah. and that's what it is. You know, you don't talk about it. You know, and right. like it's cool, and like but that's why they sell out in five minutes. But here's know? the thing, too. Like when it comes to that, I want when I you know as an artist, I want as many people to uh, uh, be exposed to my art as possible. Right. But that's right. just me. Right. right, and they could sell out much bigger venues yeah. than what they do. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's it's funny because so many people want them to move to a bigger building, and they could pack the house but yeah. they don't want to leave there because of the atmosphere and everything right and they've yeah. turned down so many offers from like fox sports and tmz and all these places that want to do stories about them they're like no we don't want it and they're like well, don't you want the exposure it's like where are we going to put any more people here <laughs> you know like, what a problem yeah. to have so yeah, yeah what a problem to have right, exactly, right. especially in independent wrestling but it's cool though because the prices just keep going up yeah, you know, because yeah. it becomes more exclusive. That's, a, that's you know? the other way, and that's a cool thing yeah. about it too. Because it's like, oh man, like they sell, they literally sell out in like five minutes. Good, it's yeah. insane. It's crazy. It's cool. Yeah. So. Well, hey, do you guys have any more questions for Rocky? Christy, you haven't been able to ask anything. Well, I did want to, you know, get into a little bit and ask you if the reports from uh, early 2016, there were some reports that WWE was interested in signing you as a trainer. Yeah, I went down there. Yeah, I went down there and I did like the the week long, uh, you know, uh, like the guest trainer, guest trainer spot. Yeah, and it was great. I actually, you know, and it was something that I was considering at the time, you know. I'm always considering something, you yeah. know, like what what the evolution is going to be, you know, like obviously I'm not going to wrestle forever, but um, and I'm getting tired of people asking me about it, but <laughs> no, but like, yeah. uh, but you know, I was open to it, but then I realized that like, I still want to perform, I still enjoy it, and you know, and, and I'm 34 now, and and you know, I'm not really ready to walk away from that side yet, so like taking that job would be a big responsibility. And I, I would take it seriously, you know, but like if I'm not happy doing it and not ready for it, then why would I take it? There's somebody else that could use it better than I could, you know. Mm-hmm. So, that's right. You know, so like, um, you know, if, if the deal were different and, I, and and that's what I, you know, I was asking, like, if, if I could if I could wrestle as well and that also be a thing, then maybe I would be interested. But then uh, New Japan came with a great offer and, you know, for two years and I signed and I was and I'm happy there. I love it there. And, you know, and I've been there for a long time and. That was kind of like always the thing that I was always trying to get back to. So like, why give it up now? If you know, if it's working for me, and I get to live at home in LA, and you yeah. know, and and I travel back and forth, and there's still a lot of things that I haven't done there that I'd like to do. You know, maybe it'll happen, maybe it won't. But like, it's also cool that they're expanding now into the U.S. You know, they just announced uh, that July first and second will be in Long that. Beach. Yeah, it's gonna be here. Yeah, yeah Long Beach. Now are they gonna do Center. it right? Are they going to have the, the New Japan ring and the New Japan announcer and the New Japan ref and all that I mean, that people want to see? For for the most part, I think, yeah. Good. Yeah, yeah. And, and um, you know, I, I think that, uh, you know, they'll have a full-on straight New Japan card, you know, like title all titles on the line, yeah. you know, type thing, you know, for the two days or whatever. And I, it's going to be done right in, in the way 
the presentation of New Japan Pro Wrestling, yeah. That's what people want to see. That's and what I've talked see, about yeah. that, just like when WWE goes to Japan, the Japanese people want to see it like it is on TV. Right. From the ring announcer to everything. The mm-hmm. ring, the, sa- the same ring posts, right. the same turnbuckles, the same ropes. Mm-hmm. Those little things Those mean matter. a lot. Right. Yeah. Right. Speaking right. of rings... Do you guys prefer a six-sided ring or a four-sided ring? Four. I know four, yeah. Four, yeah. yeah. The six-sided ring, okay, uh, it, it's harder, which I'm, I don't really care that much about that anymore. Uh, but uh, as far as climbing the ropes on a six-sided ring, oh, yeah. the okay, the ropes are usually at a 45-degree angle, right? Mm-hmm. But when you make it a six-sided ring, I, I, I'm not sure what the angle is, but it's, it's, it's not 45 uh, or a right angle, however you want to put right. it. I'm screwing this up. Uh, but yeah, anyways, it's a lot hard. What I'm trying yeah. to get at, let me just get to the point, is it's way harder to balance yourself on the mm. top rope on a six sided ring. Right. And it's just, it's weird for the for the seating chart. It's weird to shoot it. It's confusing too when you're in there and like say you have to be in a specific position or corner or something yeah. and you're looking, you're like, oh, why is there so many corners in here? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just like, one of those you know, things. Like, yeah. I just never dug it. What are you, sorry. I, I've only been in a couple times and yeah. I mean, I guess it doesn't really matter, but like I prefer the four because I'm used to it. I like working in it. It's yeah. easier, I think. And, the crazy yeah. thing about AAA, yeah. which actually was pretty, I mean, right up AAA's alley, is you would get to the TV and, you know, they didn't have the, the six sided ring on house shows in right. Mexico, but AAA, you never knew when you showed up the TV if it was going to be a four sided or six sided <laughs> yeah. ring. They always you kept us guessing, know. right? Like, <laughs> like, I don't know why. It's like, pick one, please, pick one, you know, anyone, just so like we get used to it, you know? But yeah. yeah. The Rocky, thank you, man. Thank you for your time. Oh, I got one go more ahead, question man. before we go. Okay. So, outside of wrestling, you do some acting. Yeah, I pulled up a shot of you in an episode of Scorpion. Oh, cool! Where you played <laughs> in your IMDb, it says Thug oh, Number One. Oh, you were in Scorpion? Yeah, yeah, I was in Scorpion. I was oh. Thug Number One, man. Yeah, I was going to ask. Maria and I interviewed Robert Patrick about this show. Oh, yeah, yeah. I this met is him. A true, this is based on him. a true guy, a real guy. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. See, I wanted to know what what it was like to be on set and use the guns and be on set with. T one thousand. How yeah. cool was that? That was really cool because I was in the I was in like the makeup uh, trailer, and then all of a sudden, like Robert Patrick comes in. I'm like, dude, that's Robert Patrick. That's yeah. really cool. I was like, and uh, yeah, he was cool. He said hello, and like you know, we chatted for a second, and you know, he left, and then I went and just you know did my thing, you know, and I got to work with um, I don't know what her name is, but the actress, she's one of the main actress lead actresses on yeah. there, and she was cool too, you know, and she let me like rough her up a little the bit. The girl you from know? Uh, American Idol is on there. It's yeah. Catherine McPhee's on yeah, there, yeah, right? Catherine, yeah, Catherine McPhee. I met yeah. her, and um, yeah, it was cool. It was just a cool experience to get uh, a role like that, you know, on on a you know big network, you know, and and. and you have lines. Yeah, yeah. headlines. Nice. Headlines in Spanish. I had to do, you know, part of it in Spanish. Okay, it was cool. really cool, man. Yeah, so yeah. Boot her in the face. Yeah, I boot her in the face, and like, it was really cool. I got, you know, stunt guy was like, "Oh man, you're really good at this." And, this, and I was <laughs> like, like, "I should yeah. be," you know. And he's he's like, uh, he's like, "Well, should we put the stunt guy in?" I was like, "No need. I can do this fall by myself." <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah. So like, it, it was a really cool experience, and like, yeah, I got, using the guns and everything was cool because I'd never used that, and like, obviously, it's like crazy, like the safety that regulations that go along with it, and they're always constantly checking it, and you know. But it was cool. Checking what? Like to make sure that, like, you know, there wasn't anything in the chamber. Well, look what happened to Brandon Lee. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So. 
Is the acting something that you pursue regularly or you try to do more of that? As or? much as I can, but the problem is is like the last year I've been so busy with New Japan that I haven't been able to give it the uh, the, the focus and attention that I want. But um, I'm actually, I just wrote like a little um, web series that I'm going to do hopefully this year. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's called uh, Chico El Luchador. It's about a, a, a luchador who's about to set or about to retire at 35. So it's like... Close Who's that about? Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah. So, and then like his story of you know basically you know what happens you know from that moment on you know, and uh, yeah, it'll be cool. So yeah, we'll probably get that done sometime this year. Hopefully, oh, very probably cool. co-starring awesome. some of your fellow wrestler friends. Of course, got to sell nice. this thing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> maybe Sean will be nice love enough it. to make a little appearance. Yeah. Sure, I love, it. I love it. Hell yeah, good stuff. Nice. Hey, do you have a shirt on Pro Wrestling Tees? Yes. You yeah. can find it. Uh, yeah, Pro Wrestling Tees, Rocky Romero. Oh, and yeah. I was checking it out. You have some cool designs. Yeah, yeah we have some cool stuff. We just did a, a really cool one um, last year where it's me and Trent. And, uh, you know, like the drunk businessmen, they, they get drunk and yep. then they fall asleep. Oh, on in, the, in Japan? In Japan. On and the they, trains? Yeah, even? fall asleep yeah. on the train or on the street, yep. you know, a wallet in hand and nobody bothers Never. them, you know? Yep. And uh, so we did, we did like a spoof on that where we're like two drunk businessmen, like passed out in Rapungi and it's... That's our T-shirts. Nice. <laughs> Just dumb stuff like that, you know. Yeah, it's cool. cool. So. Well, we, you know, I, I think we might have a new T-shirt yeah, on Pro Wrestling Tees, yeah, right? Yeah, we've got. Oh, um, so we were going to cover that later. Oh, was we it later? Later? Throw that up. Oh, okay, yeah, our sorry. clothes. But let's let the people know that while they're <laughs> nice. on there checking out Rocky Romero right. shirts yeah. and whipping out their credit cards, you can also find the exclusive original X Pac One Two Three Sixty T, which you saw us all rocking in our commercial. You can check out on Instagram at X Pac One Two Three Sixty. You can now purchase it for yourself and wear your X Pac One Two Three Sixty fandom right here. I just made her do that out of, out of, <laughs> out of turn, so we just shoehorn that in there. <laughs> that was cool, man. <laughs> we love it. We'll, we'll put the link on our social media and stuff, too, right. so you guys got to grab one of those. Nice. Absolutely. Well, hey, man, I guess maybe we can wrap this up now. Yeah. Cool. Go get some food. Yes. Oh, yeah. yes. I'm excited. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I appreciate you coming in, and, and you know, it was, it was so great to see you at the uh, Staples Center the other night, and, you know. Uh, as soon as I saw you, I'm like, oh man, I got to get you in here. Yeah, it's yeah. an excuse to. It's, I'm I'm pretty busy, um, which shouldn't be an excuse, but at least I can use this as an excuse to catch up with my friends. Right, right. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm excited. I was glad that you know you hit me up and you said, hey, you know, we'll come down to the show and then yeah. we'll hang out. We'll grab some food. I was like, Hell oh, yeah. that's perfect. You know, like we now we have a, a legit reason to that's actually it. get this thing going. So, all right. Thanks for having me, guys. No, I appreciate it. You were Thank you, great. Man. You're great. Thank you for coming to hang out with us. And we will be right back with some more X-Pac 12360. Hey guys, Maria Menounos here. We want to let you know about my new show on Sirius XM Stars Channel 109. It's called Conversations with Maria. And it's live Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Go to conversationswithmaria.com for more info. Buzz you later. Welcome back. We're going to wrap this thing up now, but we got to tell you all, we want to thank Rocky for being here. He's still hanging out with us. Next week, we are going to have Eric Bischoff as our guest on the show. And then following that, Sean's going to be on his show, too. Yeah, we're going to have a double header. Yes, it's going to be. Well, here's the thing. We'll start it off here with Eric, and then we'll finish it up. And then uh, for Mr. 
strategic standpoint, it's like everybody has to listen to both of them now. Uh, yes. <laughs> you yes, got to listen to both to get the whole thing. Plan. Yeah. I like it. I, they didn't understand what I was talking about when I was like running it by him at verse. And he said, okay, yeah, that'll work. <laughs> I think they're just humoring me. It'll work though, guys. I promise you. It's going to be great. And in the meantime, you guys can post your questions for Eric on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash xpoc12360 show. And follow us on Instagram if you want to see that photo of everybody from the dojo before is pretty cool i'll be posting that one we are at xpoc 12360 you can always hit me up at christy reports on all social media and rocky where can they follow you at you can find me on twitter at azuka rock a-z-u-c-a-r-r-o-c love it and jimbo follow me on twitter at jimbo in the booth check out my documentary the young bucks two sweet journey available at highspots.com that's right and do not forget to go over to pro wrestling tees and get your xpoc 12360 shirt Sean, take us out. Uh, well, you can find me at the Real X Puck on Twitter, at Real X Puck on Instagram, and I'll see you guys next week. When well, if I don't see you, you'll see you'll see Just me or me. hear me. <laughs> <laughs> buy, but, buy a ticket to the Click Reunion. Yeah, see you in person. I'm really looking forward to talking to Eric next week, and um, see you guys right here next week on After Buzz TV. Yeah. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Phil Svitek, Kevin Undergaro, show producer Jimbo Frank, managing editor of AfterBuzz Wrestling, Christy Olsen, and managing producer of AfterBuzz Wrestling, Mark Bidonica, and the entire Xbox 12360 staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in. Feel free to like us on Facebook, rate and comment on iTunes and YouTube, follow Xbox on Twitter at TheRealXpoc, and email us at xpoc12360show at gmail.com. This has been a presentation of the AfterBuzz TV network. Buzz you later! 